0: Hey there, everyone. Welcome to Highfalutin Ski Bump Podcast, episode number 108. It is your pals, Mario and Brian. Mario, what's up? We got a fake studio audience now. I
1: like it. Applause from the peanut gallery. <laughs> uh, things are going good. It, I tell you what, we're surviving the winter weather in, uh, in pretty good fashion, I think, right?
0: Yeah, we survived the bomb cyclone, which I never <laughs> knew was even a thing. And apparently it is now. Do you know what a bomb is? (laughs) I think I have to get those t-shirts printed up. I survived the bomb cyclone of 2018. The bomb cyclone. It was a
1: cold afternoon when the bomb hit.
0: And all I got was this lousy t-shirt. That's right. Yeah. So I hope you guys are all doing well. Thank you so much for listening. We really do appreciate it. If you like the show, please subscribe. And also rate us five stars on your favorite podcasting app. And check us out, skibumpodcast.com. That's got everything there. You can send us an email, skibumpodcast at gmail.com. Check us out on social media, twitter.com slash skibumpodcast, facebook.com slash skibumpodcast, instagram.com slash skibumpodcast. Uh, we're on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash highfalutin dash skibump. And we are on Pinterest as the highfalutins. I was updated. I never really went on <laughs> Pinterest, but I was looking. So I'm already planning my spring and summer projects. Ooh. And I'm trying to do some some storage stuff in my garage. And I was looking like like bike storage. Oh, nice. And all of a sudden, it took me to Pinterest. And I found these like really kick-ass like, uh, you know, bike storage solutions. So I was like checking yeah. it out and found this good stuff. And yeah, f- uh, possible FOD. But a podcast, fodder, podcast, podcast. podcast fodder for the spring and summer time. Pinterest some, uh, is
1: a slippery slope, man. It's like going down a rabbit hole. You go from one thing into another before you know it. You're looking at like spring dresses. I don't know.
0: Yes. Well, obviously, you know, I'm already thinking about what kind of Easter bonnet I'm going to wear this year. Exactly. But Yeah, there's there was some really cool stuff there. So, yeah, check us out there as the highfalutins.
1: Cool. And send us, and send us email. We've been getting some fan email that we like. Uh, somebody sent us a story that we're going to maybe talk about soon. Uh, we're going to leave that surprise out there.
0: Um, but yeah, we've been getting a little bit of fan mail. We love it. Yeah. That's getting a little recognition and notoriety. And, you know, we really do appreciate and you know, people do reach out to us and it is fun, you know, hearing people, what they're thinking, if they got some ideas, you know, we're, we're up for uh you know, this is the people's podcast and, you know, we want to make it, so people do enjoy it and have a vested interest in it. So if you do want to, you know, write it to us or send us something on social media, you know, we'll uh, we'll definitely respond to you. Maybe not right away, but give us a couple of days and we'll get back to you because we yeah. uh, we do appreciate all the, the fan mail and, you know, chatting with you guys. We're slow and steady. That's how we operate. Indeed. 108 episodes, man. We keep going.
2: It's time for pray today.
1: and uh i am starting off with uh you know i got home from work figured you know what i could use a little little cup of coffee so made myself some coffee i had a little i had a little case of the mondays today had myself a little bit of cup of coffee and uh the best part of it is as you start clearing space in the cup that's when you start adding the bourbon Mm. So you get a coffee with a little, I got a little Eagle Rare in my my uh, coffee today. So nice. talk about if Starbucks were to make this, I'd go to Starbucks
0: all the time. There are some Starbucks that sell, I think, beer and wine. Ooh, not Eagle Rare in a, a cup of coffee. I, but see, I don't know if they do sell uh, hard alcohol too, but they there's a couple, I think, in like Seattle and New York that do have, you know, they're open at night and do serve liquor. You just bring your own little flask and just put it right in there. That works. That's too. really the best move. I just, you know what? Just get the belt buckle flask. So it's kind of right there and ready to go whenever you need it.
1: You should always have one, like, especially when you're at work. You, you got to have that in reserve just in case, you know, case of emergency, like.
0: Like when you have a five train,
1: three hour commute in the morning. You got to be sitting on the, on the,
0: on the train platform, just drinking. And the more. best thing is in the morning. It, usually you have a coffee cup with you, one of the disposable ones. You just pour it into there, and no one knows for sure what you're drinking in there. And they're gonna think it's coffee, but really, you know what's up. Makes for a nice day.
1: That's like going out in the afternoon, going shopping or something. Got a whole cup of booze, just walking around. That's
0: that's kind of fun. That's the key. That's that's the uh, professional way to do it. just keep it in a coffee cup, like a gentleman, and like a gentleman exactly. <laughs> And you know, we didn't really even talk about this before we started it, but I have a very similar sort of beverage, but it's different. So I starting to get a little bit of a cold that time of year. You know, January bomb cyclones, being around disgusting people coughing on you in mass transit, you tend to get a little Two degree weather, a little sick. So I went with a uh, a modified hot toddy today. Nice way I'd like to do it, I like to use the traditional medicinals, throat coat tea. It's a lovely tea. It's got kind of a licoricey taste to it. A bunch of herbs and echinacea and all that nonsense. And usually I do lemon, honey, and brandy. Hmm. But unfortunately, I had no lemon, but wow. I did have honey and brandy, so I went heavier on those two. So that is what I'm drinking right now. Very, and nice. it's lovely. My throat feels coated. My liver feels satiated, so yeah, ready to go.
1: Cool, I like it. Takes that chill out of uh, everything. Like I said, I'm down to about. See, I started with like about an ounce of the bourbon in the cup with the with the coffee, but then I keep refilling it, so I can't tell you how much bourbon to coffee ratio there is now. Just kind Your of it just get
0: the better. Cup always have four ounces. It's just instead of being three ounces coffee, one ounce bourbon. Now it's like half an ounce of coffee and three and a half ounces of bourbon. See, and it the magic just keeps going. It's yep. it's a beautiful thing.
1: So one of our buddies posted. I didn't realize this happened, um, but the sweetened beverage tax went in, into effect January first in Seattle. So we looked it up, um, and it's funny. Like a lot of a lot of places posted the same image of. I guess, Costco, um, a 33-pack of Gatorade. um, It was like $12.99, and the tax on it was like $10.50-something because of this this new tax. So it is uh, about just under $0.02 per fluid ounce for any sweetened beverage, except for alcohol, uh, milk, or formula or anything like that. But all other sweetened beverages, uh, they're going to charge that tax now, so... That's pretty messed
0: up. So they can still keep pumping out the sugar and skim milk.
1: <clears> yeah. Any price in that. See, that's the out. You just have your skim milk. There's your sugar
0: right there. Ugh. Yeah, you know, this is this is always weird when the the government starts putting in these taxes from and it's all sort of down the road after the food pyramid and all the terrible advice they've given us for nutrition over the years. Yeah. And now they're like, well, we made you do all this dumb stuff and and have all these terrible eating and drinking choices. Now we're going to charge you for them. See, I don't, I don't like the whole idea. It
1: gets, it creeps me out because it's somebody telling you, we don't want you to do something. And rather than tell you it's illegal, we're just going to try to price it out of your range. So now if you don't care, you got the money, you're like, screw it. It doesn't apply to me. But everybody else that's, like, really scraping to get by, you're like, well, shit, now I can't afford, you know, sugary drinks,
0: which anybody that knows, that's what you live on sometimes. I don't know. But What's going to happen to the children of the Fanta inventors? Well,
1: you know, what? I always take it to the extreme. Like, what would be the next step if this got out of control? And you see it with cigarettes. Like, I'm not a cigarette smoker. I don't think cigarette smoking is good for you, but I don't really care if somebody wants to smoke go right ahead and smoke but instead of making it where it's illegal to smoke they've what do they charge like four times the price of the cigarettes like in
0: the tax? price tax yeah i mean they always they always do that it seems like but Not what's polite. next they're gonna tax
1: porn they're gonna tax uh motorcycles oh motorcycles are dangerous we don't want you to ride them. we're gonna we're gonna charge you like a million dollars to own a motorcycle That's really
0: this is for yeah they 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 make you get insurance for all this stuff, which is another way of taxing you really.
1: I mean, the whole net neutrality, they're going to charge you extra for streaming Netflix. I don't think that's right. Why was, why is it right that they're charging you extra, you know? And it's not that a company's charging you, it's the government's charging. That's what, that's what pisses me off. Yep. And what are they doing with that money? Exactly. Yeah. We're not benefiting from it. Who's benefiting from it. Yeah. It's going to the coffers of somebody that just doesn't give a shit. Yep. Yep. So that's what I have a problem with the whole thing. weasel fingers. Yeah, weasel fingers, sons of bitches. Yeah, so I thought I didn't realize. And if you're in Seattle and you're going through this now and you're pissed off about it, write us. Write us a letter. Let us know how it feels and, and what the impact is. Because I think, Brian, we figured it out. What is it about? An extra 25 cents or so for like a 12-ounce drink or something?
0: Something about like a 16-ounce drink, I think. Yeah, it's for 16-ounce. Yeah, so, so half a liter. It's another 25 cents pretty much. Well, in the vending machines, right, they have the 20-ounce
1: sodas now, right? There, there's no 12-ounce. It's like all 20-ounce, right? Oh, really? Is it that that big, huh? Yeah, like 16 huh. or 20. They're big ones. Like It's like, whoa, it's the bottle. Well, a lot of ones I see. Um, so that's probably like another 30 cents or so. So they charge it 2 two fifty for a soda. Add on another 25 cents just for tax.
0: But you know what, though? We just get used to paying it, and we just bend over and pay it all the time. That's how we think about yeah. watching Caddyshack when he's like, I ain't paying no 50 cents for no Coke. <laughs> you're like, well, oh, thing wow. it
1: starts with it starts with the 25 cents and then, hey, you know what? Let's make it 30 cents. Let's make it 40 cents. Pretty soon there's a tax on. I mean, you're, you're living it. There's a tax on uh, gas, which there wasn't before. Now, it doesn't make a difference now. But what if gas was four dollars and 50 cents a gallon like it was before? You add another tax on top of that. You're like, whoa, what are we doing? The same, Yep.
0: Out of control. It's a certain tipping point for people too, when they're going to stop consuming. Yeah. And I'm sure, you know, whenever they do decide to raise these rates, they go through exhaustive testing to see what is one cent below what the majority of people will, what's the, what's the, the one cent below, well, they'll stop using the product and they'll yeah. go right to that line. And they will push it to that line and not further because they want to make sure they're still going to make all that money off those people.
1: Well, I get mad because if you're a small business, and I used to have a business, if you're a small business and you're just scraping by, and they put this tax on, and you're really not making a lot of money, but now the tax is going to price you out of making a profit or people buying your product, they could theoretically start putting people out of business, which that's where I really, that's what really bothers me. You know, yeah, Mm -hmm. the big corporations... They don't care. It doesn't mean anything to them. But it would mean potentially jobs for people working at big companies and small companies getting affected. I just, I don't know. I just think it's, I don't know. I don't agree with it.
0: Yeah. I think there's much bigger fish the government should be frying and stop worrying about this kind of nonsense. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. And speaking of the government getting involved with things they should be ignoring.
2: Let's get into the genjula.
0: Before we get to that, let's start with the old Frank's Bean of the Week. I mean, Mario, you want to cover this?
1: Ah, all right. So Frank sent us. Uh, he got. He was in out in Tahoe, and uh, he was recommending from things that he saw. <laughs> um, Moxie is a brand that makes a Strawberry Fields vape cartridge. So he said the good part of this is all you got to do is plug it into a battery. So part of your vape pen. And I guess it screws on there. So it's kind of like you don't have to take apart your pen or anything like that. You just screw it into the battery part. Um, he said it's got a solid high good taste. Uh, got it in Incline Village on the Nevada side of Tahoe. Uh said it's great for skiing and use on the lift chair, which I can vouch I've seen it ha- being used on a lift chair firsthand. And it's actually pretty pretty sweet to just take out of your pocket and use it and then you just put it right away. It's great. Uh, now he says this is about 91% THC. So 1% it's basically almost all I guess they consider a blend, but he's like, it's really not much of a blend. Um, and he said one tip lasted all week. Usually. Yeah. Usually you get a good amount. I mean, I think they're usually about 50 bucks or so. And they usually last, I mean, if you're smoking it a lot, like a week, uh, from what I've heard, allegedly, but um, yeah, no, it looks pretty pretty cool. Strawberry fields, uh, that's a, a, I guess, it's a nice strawberry flavor. Uh, Frank said it was it was very tasty. So,
0: oh yeah, they're they're super, especially when you're traveling too, because you don't have to carry worry about carrying anything with you or carrying anything. It's back all with together.
1: You. Yeah, I mean those disposables now, like you don't even have to press any buttons. You just you inhale and it it just starts going. It's great.
0: Mm -hmm. So, yeah, as we mentioned before, uh, if you missed it last week, U.S. Attorney General Jeff Sessions has rescinded the state-level legal cannabis guidance. Um, The Cole Memo, right? Yes. So back in 2013, uh, there was guidance issued by Deputy Attorney General James Cole, which became known as the Cole Memo under the Obama administration, promising limited federal interference in U.S. states where voters had approved legalization and regulated sale of cannabis products. But our new current attorney general, who hasn't learned anything new since 1963, is vehemently against new information, new data, new technology, and is trying to bring back this drug war that was a complete and utter failure, both financially waste of money. So, and socially. It's a big flopping dick.
1: So it I, wasn't even a law. I guess it was a recommendation, like a gentleman's agreement that, look, we're not going to keep the federal government wasting money, putting somebody out of business for running a legal business in that state. So they were basically leaving the sovereignty to the state to, to decide, which is kind of where it's been at for a while now, where states are voting. And that's why it's a big deal, like states vote in or, or don't vote, because the federal government made a stance to say, we're going to kind of not, not that they're not going to regulate, but just kind of, we're not going to go after it unless it's really out of control. You know what I mean? Like they didn't want to give up the right to go after people, I guess, if they saw something really getting misused. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were kind of leaving it like a gentleman's agreement. Like we're not just going to keep busting this whole bullshit of, of, you know, applying the letter of the law to, to this, you know, situation especially when the states are legalizing. And now by rescinding it, right, it, he's opened up that whole can of worms again.
0: Yeah, and when Trump ran for president, one of the things he said is that he would allow states to kind of regulate themselves and, you know, do what worked for them, you know, what the people of the states wanted, which is the way the constitution is written. But now I, I just I don't un- understand this man this Attorney General Sessions, I don't understand his motivation. Why he is pushing this so hard? I, I, I can't for the life of me get it. I mean, the will of the people. If you look at the polls that have been done by several different, you know, news outlets, sixty-four plus percent of people approve of legalized cannabis at this point. Ninety plus percent for medical. Yeah, the old dummy is still trying to go back to these draconian laws, and bring back this this nonsensical war on drugs. It just it blows my mind every time I think about it. Well, even if you look at just
1: the voice of the people, right? So all the medical marijuana and uh, recreational recreational is in what nine states, and medical is like in fifteen or something like that, or more.
0: I think it's almost half.
1: Almost half, right? That's all been done by popular vote. So people have actually voted in those states by margin. And usually it's like 60%. It's not even like a 50 50. Some of them are 50 50. I guess it depends on the state. But so in those states, which is which is a good chunk of America, have voted to have that in. To come out and, you know, like you don't look at that before you do something like this. It's just it's going against a lot of the will of the people. Just, I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's proof that these politicians are never truly representing the people that they say they're that represent. They're representing their own personal and financial interests. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if he's getting kickbacks from pharmaceutical or prison guards or policemen's lobby unions or lawyers. He's he's definitely, you know, someone's definitely out there you know shoving money into his pockets somewhere. Somebody's him-
1: shoving something somewhere with that guy.
0: Just saying. Where's the little sound effects? Boo. Ooh. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> the boo sound effects. That'll work too. The yeah, that's what that's what people said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know if this guy, like if some girl he liked back in high school, like started dating some guy who was selling weed or something. Like there there had to be some event that caused this guy to be to have such a hard on for weed. It's just I, there had to have been something. It was he was, he was in kid. he was in
1: high school and and somebody came by stole his girl and said all right all right all right and that was
0: it. He's done. I think it was probably like a black guy who was like smoke, like smoking weed, and he just was like became this like super racist, just angry like I'm gonna show them. I'm gonna go run for president and burr, burr, and get into the office. Get in the, get, Stop get that marijuana, marijuana.
1: This is what it sounds like in Jeff Sessions' office. Yeah. That's it. Pretty much. <laughs> Old fart. That's what he is.
0: Yep. Anyway. <laughs> so, despite that, there's still are some positive some positive news in the cannabis world last week.
1: Yeah, so while, right? so while the government is, is, is poo-pooing it, what do we got going on in Vermont?
0: Vermont's like, yeah, that's fine. You'll probably be in jail soon anyway. That's <laughs> right. So- we're going we're gonna to vote to legalize it. The bill. Vermont House passed a bill Thursday night to legalize recreational possession of marijuana just hours after Attorney General Jeff Sessions rescinded a Department of Justice policy on legal marijuana. Kudos to you, Vermont. There you go. Lawmakers voted 81 to 63 in favor of the bill, which would allow adults over the age of 21 to grow and possess small amounts of legal marijuana beginning in July. State Senate still needs to approve the measure, but Vermont Governor Phil Scott has signaled that he will sign the bill. Hmm. He vetoed a similar measure last year. Yeah, he vetoed it because of the wording in it, right? There was
1: something about it. You know, oh, wasn't it um, trying to focus on a few key companies that were pre-identified to get
0: the lion's share of the business or something like that? It was It was definitely along the lines of it being too commercial or the original plan. Right. wanted to be more kind of grassrootsy and allowing, you know, citizens to to do more on their own. Um so that's that's the way it's changed. So the fact that he's already said he's looked at it and he would sign it is a, uh, you know, so, you know, saying that it moved in the right direction for him which is good. And he's a Republican. He is. Yeah. so See mm-hmm. take take note of that sessions. Yeah, exactly. So, the, and they said that this is, Vermont would be the first state that would legalize it, uh, you know, not through a ballot initiative, but through legislation.
1: That's pretty amazing. So, it would be of, part of like the state constitution almost, right? State laws or whatever?
0: I guess so, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and that would I make them the ninth state to make recreational marijuana legal for adults. And it's funny, like you would think of Vermont would have been like number two. Yeah, I think they wanted a to do it the right there. Yeah, so twenty-nine states are legal for medical. Okay, yeah, that's about sounds about right. That's a that's more than half, right? So yeah, that's pretty well along the lines of Vermont. California just officially went legal on July first or uh, January first. Boom. Yeah, the dispensaries are open and the weed is flowing like wine.
1: I saw something on TV. That there are people lined up like buying their like. there's the guy on TV buying the first like legal yeah, thing, he was he, right? Wasn't he? He was like a politician. It was pretty funny. <laughs> he was like right in front. But uh,
0: yeah, the sixth largest economy in the world, California. So
1: I actually, they were actually talking already about them not being able to um, manage the demand, supply the demand. Like they're going to run short. Oh, really? Yeah. They're already talking about it. Like they need to try to make the process, you know, better and easier for companies to get, get in. Uh, There was, I think Dateline did, I was watching uh, last week. I think it was Dateline. They're actually talking about, uh, I forgot the name of the town, but they have a bunch of dispensaries. And they said all of a sudden that, that area, like the, the whole, not just the town, but like the whole area is like the real estate has just jumped because the laws there allow you to set up a dispensary. So there's a bunch of dispensaries that are already set up and they were estimating, they, they were in this one dispensary and the person was like, yeah, just looking at the amount that you can grow in this dispensary, you know, multiply it by, you know, I think they said four growing seasons, you know, four times they could flip
0: it and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, the, light- like the greenhouse is right. Instead of having like one once a year bloom, can, right? Like, four years. Yeah. with the lights and so there's no nighttime. Yeah. So
1: they're talking about basically growing enough. If everything grows successfully for about $20 million a year, I'm like, wow. Whoa. So that's growing. And then of course, you know, you get your costs on top of that and everything cuts into it, but you're talking about a business that has is poised to be very profitable from the start. So it's kind of, kind of interesting to see. And it's like, it's like a boom. And they said that they're going to be they're They're speculating and estimating right now that they're going to be short of supply. So. Good time yeah, to get into it
0: some, were they getting some from
1: canada well canada's been growing for years and saving shit up <laughs> waiting waiting to float across the border well they're going legal in july too
0: yeah it's not coming from mexico anymore <laughs> yeah right get some nice canadian <laughs> canadian so acapulco gold is going to be a uh, winnipeg gold <laughs> that's right <laughs> that's right eh maybe like polite yeah, so drug dealers Build Gondola for the week.
2: Let's go to ski news.
0: I'm in California for this first story. There you go. They legalize weed, and uh, this story is from Powder Magazine, and it's about uh, Morgan Goodwin, who is the 33-year-old skier who became the mayor of Truckee. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. So how did he do that? He was originally from New York and then went out to the Bay Area, and uh, his whole thing is he's trying to push the renewable energy movement. Oh, nice! Which is pretty cool, yeah. Oh, he's from Lake Placid. Yeah, so he's been like an outdoor guy, and uh, he now you know started working with the Truckee Climate Action Plan to reduce emissions. So they're working with community groups and they're trying to set up a 100% clean energy goal. And right now they're at 61%. That's pretty good.
1: 61%. If you think about where we were like 10 years ago, right?
0: Yeah, it's really good. We used to be like, what? 0%, (laughs) 1% if that. Negative probably, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, there was no renewable energy. It was like maybe 1%. You get some little bit of uh, something going on.
0: Yeah, they're trying to eliminate fossil fuels, but it's cool seeing someone that young kind of get out there. So, you know, he started as a, you know, town council, and uh, they chose him to run for mayor for one term. See, this is—I got to
1: respect this because, you know, there's a lot of, lot of people I've run into that have a lot to say about something, but they never— they never do something about it, like we're doing this podcast, we're trying to do something, we're, we're talking about stuff that's important to us. This dude went out and he said, "This is what I can do i want to I want to make a difference." He actually went out and he's trying to make a difference. I like that,
0: yeah, anyone can like bitch and complain and not do something, but to at least take action and and to do to to work towards the the greater good or the greater goal that's really that's the most important thing about it, you know at least at least do something.
1: Yeah, follow your passion, right? Do what you yeah. want to do.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, yeah, that's what we're trying to do here. We're trying to, you know, spread some information and knowledge on a bunch of different topics that, you know, kind of revolve around our ski bum dream. And hopefully you guys are on this journey with us and you find it interesting as well. So
1: That's right. So you, you just got to do it.
0: Yeah. But, yeah, so yeah that's, that's pretty cool. It kind of goes into, like, you know, his skiing Skiing career as well versus the you know political, and he gets out there. It says about 75 days, which Damn. is not bad, but that includes some cross country skiing, you know, doing some back country as well. That's so.
1: sweet, and he's in a great area for
0: it. Oh, dynamite area. Well, when they have snow, at least, yeah, but still <laughs> nice, yeah, it's pretty cool.
1: That's Good a stuff. success story, yeah. All right, so talking about the weather, um. Let's move on. Uh, so Noah is actually saying that the La Nina situation that we're going through right now has been strengthening. So they're saying during the past month, um, it's La Nina's presi- predicted to persist through the end of 2017-18 winter season. So they're saying based on the latest indicators, um, it'll peak at weak to moderate strength. Uh, but I don't know. We haven't been seeing that lately. We've been seeing some crazy weather. Uh, it is it is weird in certain parts. So, I mean, that's the the yin and yang of it. But um, they're saying generally, um, yeah, they have a whole diagram of this. Like the whole way the jet stream moves. It's pretty cool looking. Um, but they're saying, I guess one prediction is the polar jet stream. And then they have the autumn jet stream. So the polar jet stream, they're saying that that's going to fly right through uh, like the middle uh although the warm side of the jet jet stream is looking like a little bit of colorado-ish it's like almost all of colorado and utah yeah yeah so it's kind of missing them but if you get like i guess north of that is what like montana and washington and wyoming uh that's all like in the in the money area and then all the way out to the east i guess is not too in too bad a shape either so uh, it's interesting to see because it's all it's all based on predictive models and and speculation. And wh- end of the day, what it really comes down to is wait and see. Because pretty that next, much, yeah, that next polar vortex or exploding snow is just a uh, a, a few days
0: away. Bomb cyclone. Bomb it's cy- That's
1: right, man. Pretty cool.
0: Yeah. So then, kind of staying on the NOAA tip, there was a story also on SnowBrains talking about. The Atmospheric River event inbound for California. One to three plus feet of snow above 7,500 feet. Damn. That's for today. We're recording this on Monday the 8th. uh, Today and tomorrow. The 8th of the the 9th. I like that. I like the Atmospheric River. It's pretty much like all of the Sierras are getting pounded with snow. Right now into tomorrow. Awesome. Yeah. So, you know, I like, no I like the names I'm they come up with. We so were,
1: we're, no we're talking what, about this before. What's that? Yeah. No, we were talking about this before. I love the names.
0: The atmospheric river event. Yeah. Atmospheric river.
1: Yeah. Oh. The atmospheric river.
0: Yeah. So if you're a bomb cyclone, if you're one of those people who was off this week and you're like, I'm going to figure out where I'm going to go on Monday, you could do worse than going out to Tahoe right now. Yeah. Oh, they got dumped on last year too, right? Last two years have been amazing for them. They're in a sweet spot. But this year, it's been a little hit or miss. But, you know, it's still early.
1: Still early. One one polar vortex, one bomb cyclone. You never know. you good to go. Yep. So we were looking at this before. So Urban Dictionary has bomb cyclone. And they define it as a fake meteorological term made up and pushed by the media to instill fear and the general populace about a relatively strong... Storm to get more views. I'm like, (laughs) wow, that kind of says it all. Fake weather. (laughs) Fake weather. We got fake news, fake weather. That's right. All goes together. Nice. All right. Something that hits us close to home. Next, we got New England's largest ski resort, a.k.a. Killington, closes due to extreme weather. So a bunch of people that we know posted on Instagram and Facebook and they were up there. And, uh, it's pretty funny. What'd they say? It was negative 10, uh, felt like negative 50 or something like that with the wind 50 and below zero. Yeah. The wind shell. I mean, that's crazy. So they actually closed the ski area. They closed it, uh, definitely Saturday. Uh, was it closed Sunday too? I think it was just Saturday. It's just Saturday, but they're afraid of like people just getting frostbite. And Killington, I mean, if you've ever been up there, that was our, you know, we've been up there a bunch of times. They're saying um, they were expecting gusts of up to 45 to 50 miles an hour, which is pretty strong. And it happens all the time up there and you just freeze your ass off.
0: Yeah. As someone who got mild frostbite last year, I can tell you it definitely gets cold up there.
1: Yeah. I mean... That's where you have to have, like, and I, I thought it was, like, weak to have them, but, like, boot warmers, I guess, are a definite nice thing to have out there. Um, the shell covers, the uh, the uh, the the boot covers, those are pretty good, too.
0: But there's yeah. a, at a certain point, there's only so much you could do. Yeah. yeah.
1: Then you just freeze. Then you just got to go to Peak Lodge and start having a few.
0: Yeah, it was funny because they tweeted something out. they like, well, you know, this stuff isn't going to be running until 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock. And I retweeted it. I'm like, oh, yeah, make sure you take some breaks and grab some Irish coffees. And then I noticed that, like, their tweet was unavailable, like, oh. not too much later than that. Because, yeah, they pulled it down and were like, hey, sorry, we're not going to be open today. Sorry. My bad. That's on me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you know what? A Saturday, to be closed, a Saturday in January is, is like, almost unheard of up there. That's crazy. But, That's you almost, know, it's, it's almost
1: be- like being closed for too much snow
0: right i'm sure it was great for all the bars and restaurants though just like christmas week was yeah I'm sure they just made a fortune because people couldn't ski and they're like you know what we're gonna go out and get some food and get hammered or boot pack up you got the whole mountain to yourself you'll stay warm doing that right oh yeah you'll sweat your
1: balls off doing that yeah make love in the yurt ah oh, jump in the <laughs> yurt Little party in the yurt that works. Party in the yurt. That yurt was nice. I gotta say. Nothing you like know, hanging out. Nothing like hanging out in Killington. If you're in Killington, look for the yurt. You can't find it. It's not overtly like displayed or advertised. Ask around, find the yurt, find the find the plat, path that takes you to the yurt, and it is magical.
0: You will not regret going there, that's for sure.
1: Yeah. Nice. Cozy. You feel like Genghis Khan and like a snow Yeti in there. It's great. (laughs) It's awesome. They got like table service. They got like a whole wine selection. You're like, wow, this is like, this is where all the rich people and fancy people go to hang out. If they can find it. it. It's like a secret. It's like fight club.
0: Yeah. Right. First rule of Yurt club. (laughs) Don't talk about your club.
1: Yeah, we're almost breaking the yurt club rule by talking about it, but we're talking about it. We're never going to tell you where it is, though. That's right. You got to ask around. Like, if you're worthy, somebody will tell you. Yeah, it's over here.
0: That's right. <sighs> it's another weather related story that we talked about. Um, so the dry Southwest is still waiting on winter. Damn. And. You know, while it's getting wet in the east, the desert southwest has been left warm and devoid of moisture, continuing a multi-month dryness pattern. So this doesn't really bode well for the, you know, south, like southern Colorado resorts and any of the resorts like uh, New Mexico, Taos, or even the ones in Arizona. So they're, uh, they're in kind of a drought. The drought monitors D-O-O, Four rating system. Whatever that is, huh. uh, is saying that it encompasses twenty eight percent of Arizona. Wow! So, you
1: know, I was actually talking to somebody today, and they were—they uh, know somebody that's out in uh, San Francisco, and they were saying, you know, um you know, two years ago the drought was really bad, and their house sitting for somebody, and they said that their house sitting for them, and everything got better, like water came back like remember how they had all that rain and and snow last year and like it, it kind of settled like they were out of drought um so the people they were house sitting for re-landscaped everything and they have like a small place they spent a crap load of money re-landscaping um and all of a sudden the drought's back and like everything's dried up and like dead mm-hmm. and they're like that's that's the yin and yang of it like they didn't think it was going to come back and it came back pretty quickly so you never know Back in a drought.
0: Yeah.
1: Oof. But not to have any snow. That's a, that's a little hashtag sad right there. It's harsh. Oof. Rough. I know how that is. I know, I know about going up to uh, Vermont in February and and being 80 degrees. Oof. Not good. That was a rough damn year. I almost lost my shit that year. (laughs) (laughs) That was bad. That's right. I was with my ex-wife. So it all, it all fits right in. joking uh all right uh what else we got for the uh ski news one last story bbc reporting yep at the alps weather heavy snow cuts off ski resorts now this was just a few days ago and i have a vested interest because i'll be going to the alps in like two weeks um so they say in servinia uh which i think the ski club went there a while ago, uh, where we were
0: by, I did Cortina, but when we were in Servinia oh, was the town we were in Zermatt. That was the town we skied into.
1: That was the one you go over, right? You yeah. skied over. That's where we had the two-hour lunch. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. So heavy snow cut off the Alpine resorts of Servinia and uh, Adelboden in Switzerland. I have no idea where Adelboden is, but um that's pretty wild. So it must have been on the other side of Zermatt because they don't mention Zermatt. Um, but uh, I guess the big part of this is it jeopardized the World uh, Cup ski race that was scheduled to take place in Aldeboden, Edelboden. Um, so I guess they had a like really, um wow, they shut down lifts in Servinia because the peace were too dangerous and the deep snow was an avalanche risk. So that's pretty crazy. Wow. So that's one thing that's scaring me about going to the Alps is uh, avalanche risk. It says um, it's a pretty dangerous time for avalanches there, saying So last year was pretty fucked up too. You remember that like they had a, was it, I think it was Italy where they had a, an avalanche slide on the slopes on the, on like the regular. Yeah. And like, it was like a green trail where like two, a couple people died. Yeah. I mean, talk about scary as hell. It's like, I'm wearing my beacon the whole time. I'm in France. Even the bar, you have the Even beacon. The hey, you never know. Remember the hotel that got wiped out? I'm wearing my beacon. That's true. Yeah, they, they're gonna find me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing right. my shovel. I'll be digging my ass out. Be like, "Yep, I was asleep, but I dug my ass out." <laughs>
0: <laughs> Very wise.
1: Crazy man. Yeah. So they're getting pounded. Like, and they had a not last year. Year before was uh there were parts of the Alps that weren't getting any snow for a while. Right. Yeah. And then they just got pounded. So looks like they're definitely parts of the Alps are getting pounded again. So interesting yeah. to see.
0: So you'll, you'll find out up close and personal in a couple of weeks.
1: Well, I look, they were predicting 27 inches for today in Val d'Isere, which is where I'm going. Uh, but they only got it. I think it said four inches. So. I don't know what the hell they're talking about. I guess the meteorologists are just like here where they just kind of say stuff
0: and then <laughs> stuff up pretty much. Yeah. And then,
1: then they see what's going to happen, you know? So yeah, very interesting. So we'll see. I'll definitely be yeah. taking a lot of pictures. Uh, we're going to have to have a little conversation while I'm over there. I'm going to have to give uh, a little interview so you can post something.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Brian may have to run the, uh, podcast while i'm out but i'll 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 contribute a little we'll do a little interview or something
0: yeah definitely that would be cool
1: yeah because i'm not going to work there but you know <laughs> <laughs> i'm not i'm not i'm bringing my laptop but i don't think i'm going to work while i'm there no. why why would you bother no i i'm i'm cut off let's put it that way <laughs> so yeah we'll definitely definitely do a conversation or something that'll be fun yeah definitely but you know how things are going it's going cool. to be a small that. group too Yeah. It's only like 20 something people, I think. Oh wow. Yeah, trip didn't sell well, so that's all right. Some hardcore people.
0: Nice. All right. Well, that wraps up the old ski news for the week. So now we're getting on to the main topic. And since it's getting close to the Olympics, we decided, and we had a bunch of stories this week regarding, you know, Olympic athletes and We decided to give, you know, a little preview of what's going to be happening in a couple of weeks with the Olympics. So we found some cool information, you know, for those who are into the Winter Olympics, which I know I've always been a big fan ever since I was a kid. I love the Winter
1: Olympics. I got to find out when some of our favorite sports are on because that's that's what always kills me is I never know what time or what channel they're going to be on, you know.
0: Yeah, have you seen there's like the new Olympic channel they have now? Oh, no. It's like, uh, I don't know what it was before, but it's like where NBC Sports usually is, like in your in your lineup. It's like another one below that. And it's like the Olympic channel, they call it. And it's all, you know, it's all like Olympic-type sports that you, you don't really usually hear about for the four years bef- between Olympic Games. You could have a curling channel, a hockey channel. That's pretty much what that channel is right now, yeah. And uh what is it? The Nordic combined channel. That's all I want to watch. They, sh- they show a lot of skiing events on that on this channel. Um I'll, there's uh, like some sort of bobsled event somewhere they'd show that.
1: You know, I used to be really a big fan of the bobsled. I want to watch bobsled. Now I want to watch like the I don't know, the biathlon and the the north
0: the ski jumping and shit like that. Curling. I don't know, yeah. hockey. The biathlon is actually really awesome. I mean it seems so weird at first, and then you kind of like learn the history of it. And that's actually how, you know, a lot of those folks, you know, back before whole foods and supermarkets, this, that's how they hunted, you know, they yeah. would have to go ski out and, you know, encounter an animal and then shoot it.
1: It's crazy, man. Yeah.
0: You know, I tell you, I, I think I got more of an
1: appreciation for like cross country skiing, like, cause when you're on the ski slope and you have to traverse, you're like skating across. And you're like, this shit is really hard. And you see these (laughs) dudes doing it at like such a crazy level. You're like, wow, this is like, it's like a totally different, the the, the guys are, the people are guys and girls are just freaks of nature. They're like amazing.
0: Oh, absolutely. And when you've done any of these, you know, even on like a, the lowest possible level like these events, personally, you really do have a new appreciation for the amount of work. You know, and I think that's why a lot of people prefer the summer Olympics is because, a lot of those things everyone's done, like everyone's ran, everyone's in probably in high school did like the the high jump and like all those track and field events or played basketball or, you know, swam while a lot of people haven't been exposed to winter sports, if they're not from areas where there is snow. So, you know, I kind of understand that, but in, you know, as someone who has always been a snow cold weather person, I, I take the winter Olympics any day over the summer.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of cool, and I tell you, what, the, the world is fascinated, because you talk to people, and right away, they mention curling. I'm like, yeah, it's amazing. It's shuffleboard on ice. That's all it is, but it's fun to watch. You can Well, I think
0: walk. part of the fascination is, is that most people can actually do it, you know? Yeah. Like, or at least they think they can. can bobsled. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, if you just got a bunch of people, and are like, you're going to bobsled. they are like, fuck no, I'm not. I'm out of here. <laughs> no, the
1: skeleton's <laughs> the best.
0: They throw you on like a little tiny pad, and
1: you go flying down. It's like which, a yoga mat with like icy <laughs> tracks. Yeah, and you're you have nothing around you. You just you and some leotard. That's it.
0: See so you in hell, motherfucker. Down.
1: That's right. Yeah. Wait, which is the one? One goes head first. Is that the skeleton? That's skeleton. Yeah. And then the luge is feet first, right?
0: Yes. And then so, for some reason, there's a two man luge. I don't know. How- <laughs> Who thought that was a good idea? I just—I <laughs> always I think of the um, what was that Saturday Night Live cartoon the um,
1: ambiguously gay superheroes where they're flying? Oh,
0: the ambiguously gay duo.
1: Yeah. So I think about that whenever I see the two-man luge because it's just—it's just like, all right, this this doesn't look right. I have nothing against it. I'm just saying it just, It's just—it's train hard and all, but it's a lot of latex. <laughs> you know, it's it's not a lot of latex. <laughs> Yeah. It's a lot of latex touching, but there's not a lot there. So I don't know. It's hey, I tell you, they're athletes. It's it's really incredible. I tell you, the thing is, when they show it on TV, they show it where they're panning across, and you really don't get the sense for how fast they're going. And every once in a while, they put a camera on like somebody doing like a test run, and you're like, holy shit, that's scary.
0: Yeah, they're it's flying, insane how fast they really do go. Yeah. So. Alright, so for those who want to check it out, they start February 9th, opening ceremonies. Technically, I I think they starts like the eighth. I think there's like one event going on bef- on the day. They will start yeah, they will start like uh hockey or something like before because there's so I many games they get to fit in. Right? So long, yeah, they have to do it beforehand. But yeah, so it officially starts opening ceremony the ninth and then closing ceremony on the twenty fifth. Nice. Yeah, a little over two weeks. Where's taking place? It's taking place in Pyongchang, South Korea. Hmm. And it was announced back in 2011 and they defeated Munich, Germany. And I'm butchering this and I'm sorry. Anise, France. Anasi, Anise. I don't know. That's your guess is as good as mine. Anise, Anasa, Mama Fusa. I don't know. <laughs> Mama Fusa. <laughs> That's right. It works for me. So there's a couple of new events. That are at, happening
1: this year. At the time that they, they lot that they got it. I don't think a lot of people were thinking about Kim John il at that time.
0: Well, that could go into the later part where it talks about how tickets aren't selling. Oh, really?
1: Yeah. You, you can get tickets then? Uh-huh. You definitely can now. Dub hub the hell out of that thing.
0: So <laughs> yeah, there's four new events that they've added this year. Big air snowboarding.
1: Oh, that's gonna be fantastic.
0: Yeah, freestyle skiing, mixed doubles curling, and oh, right. <laughs> this one I can't. I, I'm <laughs> I'm picturing it in my mind, but I don't know if it's what I'm picturing. That's like crashed ice, baby. <laughs> Mass start speed skating, Cra- aka crashed ice. <laughs> I just picture like 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 twenty people like lined up like like throwing bows to you know to box yeah. out and make space.
1: I was watching speed skating because they have all the preliminaries on now. Like, you know, on the weekend, there's not much to show because football's over. So I think it was last week I was watching speed skating. And do people go around, the guys and girls, they go around the turn and boom, somebody gets taken out and they take out like two other people with them. It's crazy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't say if that's actually short track or if that's like the real, like the regular. Oh, the long one. Well, regular distance one. let like-
1: start, man. I tell you what, I ran track in, in high school and you go from like you know the 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 lane start to the mass start, and the mass start is a whole different world, man. You really are oh, yeah. throwing elbows yeah. and boxing out.
0: It's crazy. Yeah, it can get a little crazy. So that's gonna be interesting to see where that goes. So I wonder how much like the X games has affected the Olympics.
1: Oh, that's why I've Big Air snowboarding is on there. Oh yeah. I
0: mean freestyle skiing too, yeah. Freestyle definitely. skiing, yeah.
1: Do they have X games for curling? <laughs> Mixed doubles on fire curling. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah. You like light the light the stone mm-hmm. on fire and chuck it down. Yeah. That's right. If They have landlines and if they touch something, they, they get electrocuted. It's just something, you know. Like you'd
0: be on a snowmobile and you would launch the curling stone from oh, the snowmobile.
1: Oh, that would be awesome. And then people on other snowmobiles or scooters are like trying to sweep.
0: It's almost like a discus slash <laughs> curling stone, yeah.
1: On like a frozen lake.
0: You're like a backflip and you like huck the curling stone. <laughs> awesome. Look at that. He did a double hook for points for style points on the curl. I think there's potential there.
1: Oh, there's really? a lot of potential. We can go a lot of places with this.
0: Yeah. So the big <laughs> thing, of course, the Olympics is the mascot. All right. So this year the mascot is a white tiger named Suharang. Nice
1: yeah now the- what would be great is if they had a real tiger as the mascot and let him loose in the stadium during the mass start speed skating of course right <laughs> why do you think ticket sales are down yeah like, i'm not being around there. that fucking tiger is gonna eat me man <laughs> uh it's probably gonna be a cute little like tiger guy running oh, around it's a very
0: stuff. like hello kitty looking tiger yeah it's it's adorable but My there's God. been there's been some issues going on with you know getting things funded for this olympic games and one of the big things was they um they had construction delays logistical conflicts and lack of enthusiasm from sponsors so they ended up being about 267 million dollars short of the budget needed to operate the games wow so they're still trying to to make it up, and yeah, like you mentioned, like I wonder if this, you know, potential conflict with North Korea has caused people to be a little more, you know, reticent to be in that area. Because I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, honestly, I it's think not they far from the border at all.
1: No, I think North Korea has done this on purpose to push their little agenda, trying to get concessions for you know whatever, you know, to stop being dicks or something. I don't know to remove some of the embargo terms yeah yeah i think they've they've positioned it in a way to to do that i mean the entire world's going to be right across the border uh then again if they do do something i think they're kind of fucked because everybody's going to
0: jump on them or maybe they're going to look to invade the olympics and think that by capturing the stadium that all those people all these super athletes will now be members of the north korean army no by capturing the olympics you ca- captured the world right pretty maybe much that's what yeah.
1: they think they're under that I'm looking at the mascot. It is a little too Hello Kitty looking. I think all the mascots are kind of that way, but yeah, it's very. I don't know. It's a little too round. Like if it was like a regular, you know how we have like the college mascots here? That'd be kind of cool.
0: Yeah. Like Being fun... how that is in, you know, Asian culture, they anthropomorphize and you know, yeah. these animals so much to make them look so like human and silly and cartoony.
1: Yeah, it's going to be tough to be a mascot in one of those little costumes, though. It's almost like a blow-up costume you
0: got to have, like
1: the little inflatable.
0: Yeah. So I don't know. That's not, that's not fun. All right, so now on something that's a little more... <laughs> because it's our podcast, this is something that's... The important part of the Olympics is the skiing part, obviously. Of course. So, did a little bit of research, and we're checking out where they're doing the skiing. And it's going to be at the... Jiangxian alpine center and it's cool because they have on the website for the olympics it's pyeongchang2018.com they have it broken out by all the different locations where the events are going to take place and i think there's 13 venues total where you know they're going to have the events but it shows a picture of the resort and it's yeah. really i mean it, it's pretty small when yeah, you it's just pictures, straight, right? It's like it's four like or five little, runs straight down. Like one ridge, pretty much. Like between yeah. two, you know, like one like valley is like where all the ski runs are.
1: Which I guess is good because they're not going to run them all at the same time and it looks like they have the varied terrain for it. But uh, it's yeah, it is weird, compact. right? It's just like one run up. It's pretty... That's serviced by like one, maybe two lifts. That's it.
0: I think this is... Uh, so... It has all the information. It mentions like the spectator seating, all that stuff, the number of events. They got the three men's, you know, downhill, super G, alpine combined. Same with the women's, um, and then it you know, has all the the altitudes, the distances, the vertical drop. Um, but then, additionally, we found a link to a review of the resort from Ski And they gave it a three out of five. All right. Which, you know, not terrible, but also not great. And one of the things... Well, the way it's
1: set up, it looks like it's going to be good for like having spectators because it's all straight up and down. Like you can, like wherever you are, you're going to be fit like where you can see the action. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. So the one thing is it only has four ski lifts, the whole mountain. Oh, wow. One gondola and three chair lifts. And huh. you know in this it it just it's cool because this uh, ski resort dot info has all the information that has like a trail map and it shows you know the um the slopes but yeah they're really it's all very much like centralized in this one little valley all around
1: it's pretty cool that it's a, like you they get all the terrain in that one valley though which is pretty pretty impressive mm-hmm Cause think about it, they ran the World Cup at Killington, right? So we know the two runs that they ran them on, and that was just uh, what was it slalom and what was the other one,
0: uh, slalom and super G, right?
1: Was it super G? I think so. Slalom, yeah. And they were like right next to each other. Now they're having everything like moguls. Everything's going to be here, right? So it's kind of like
0: that's With pretty good. I, I don't. It doesn't say that the moguls are well. I mean, there is that new freestyle competition. Oh, yeah. But I don't think it said... Because I, mean, I know there's also the Big Air snowboarding thing, and that's going to be a terrain park. Alpine so...
1: combined. Solomon and Super G is going to be there. Yeah, it doesn't say that
0: they're going to have... Maybe mobile but there's also the jumping like center, you know? Oh, ah, yeah, it's Phoenix, right. uh, there's a Phoenix snow park, which is the other facility. It looks like it's a smaller resort. Um, oh, Okay. Okay, yeah, because they're going to have the uh, the aerials, the moguls, the ski cross, the half pipe, slope style, um, and then the parallel giant slalom for snowboard, half pipe, snowboard cross, and slope style. So all those events are going to be at this snow park. So yeah, there's going to be you know, pretty much a breakdown of two different places. Nice. So the alpine events and then the freestyle events.
1: And then they usually have the Nordic somewhere else because it's a little they have to have the flat tracks
0: for everything. Exactly. They're gonna have that at the Alpenzia Cross Country Skiing Center.
1: And they usually do a good job with that because it's like they do laps and like the way they set up, like you can really it looks like the spectators can look at like the start and like all the lap areas, like where they they make it like pretty good where you can actually watch. It's pretty Yeah. Neat.
0: And um, that's in Alpensia, they're also gonna have the um ski jumping there nice as well so there's a bunch of different areas where they're going to have the events um, Dude, ski jumping every time i think about scary shit you know what it's funny they have the ski jumping why don't they have the snowboard jumping yeah uh, why yeah that's that's
1: got to be something they're thinking of because that's i mean when they started ski jumping snowboarding what
0: didn't exist but i imagine they're probably thinking about you know but i guess it's got to be so much harder keeping your balance for that distance on a snowboard. Well, they do that. Don't they do that for the X games that they did? Um... But not just pure distance, you know I mean? They do like the, you know, the big air stuff. Yeah. The big, uh, they, well, they do the big air. Yeah. But they never like stay in one position for distance.
1: Yeah. Hold it for like, that's coming though. Now that you say it. it,
0: but you know, what? for when you do it for skiing, the ski jump, Everything is about balance and equilibrium, you know. Technique and holding it, and yeah. But you're balancing yeah. yourself. I mean, on a snowboard, you have to. You're facing one direction, you know. You can it's still do it much though. Harder to maintain yeah. that balance. Do it on monoskis. Do it on a monoski, right? That would work. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> there's not enough monoskiing events in the Olympics.
1: Oh, there's none. There's a, there's a whole area of. Mono skiing, snow blades, like there's there's a lot of room. snow snowblade snow jump, snow snow tubing jump. <laughs>
0: yeah. Now you're talking. You
1: gotta hold on to your snow tube. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool.
0: Yeah, so that's some of the uh, some of the general information about what's going down at the Olympics.
1: I'm a little. I'm gonna... I'm, I'm still waiting for crash dice to be part of this. It's coming. Uh, one can only dream. It's coming. I mean, they have the. Uh, what is it? The, the uh, the cross, what do they call it? The, uh, it's not cycle cross. It's the snow cross, right? Is in it the s- Olympics? No, no, they don't. Uh, do they have that in the Olympics? They I do. Know. They're going to, yeah, they have it. Um. Which, that's like crashed ice, but a tamed down version of it. Sort of. Yeah, it's kind of like it, um. It's on skis, and I think they have it on snowboard, don't they have, uh.
0: The uh, the slope style, you mean? Well, slope
1: styles, they run through like a ski cross, don't they have a...
0: They have a ski cross and a snowboard cross, yeah.
1: Yeah, the snowboard cross.
0: Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. The next thing is going to be
1: crashed ice. So ice skate cross. Perhaps. One can only dream.
0: Yes. And then we got a couple other stories, (laughs) other Olympic stories here. And one of them... You know, as a as a big hockey fan, this one I found pretty interesting. I just real found this out a few weeks ago that there won't be olymp uh, I mean national hockey league players in the Olympics this year for the first time since 1998. That is good. For some yep. reason, the uh, I don't know if it was the players' union or the NHL decided that they weren't going to allow the players to go and take the break that they had for the last couple Olympics. So. Now they have to kind of put together teams, and they're just they 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 can't have, I guess, NHL contracts is the way it's working.
1: And you know what? In all honesty, I used to love it because you used to see all these um, NHL hopefuls in the Olympics and be like, "Those guys are going to go to the NHL, be like great." You know what I mean? And that was like, you got to show, you know, they got to showcase themselves in the Olympics, and it was pretty cool to see you know, that young talent. Kids, yeah. Oh, it was great, you know. And then with the with the pros, it was kind of like, all right, we know these people are already great, but like, and they'd have like one or two like people that weren't in the NH- NHL on there. Um, but it was nice to see like the whole you know team of non pros, you know, out there.
0: Yeah, and it's like a weird mix of of players now. Like it's uh, so like Brian Gianta is the captain, and he's a former NHLer. He played for the Devils. He played for the Montreal Canadiens. So he's the captain of the team. But he's like 38 years old. So he's
1: retired from the league, right?
0: Sort of. I don't know if he was playing somewhere else, like in you know, Europe or something.
1: So you could be a former pro, which is a change to the rule, right?
0: Right. But you're not affiliated with a play, with a team now.
1: Right. Because it used to be if you had pro status at any point, once your amateur status was gone, you couldn't be in the Olympics. Right. So now you just can't be in the NHL. is just preventing you from being in the Olympics. pretty I much. I think
0: so. I don't know if it's the, uh, like the players association or the NHL themselves who are doing it. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Well, it waters down the NHL? I'm sure they don't want to, you know, change drastic because it, it'll dramatically change the team makeup. Cause you got the top players. You're going to go to the Olympic and play for their countries, you know?
0: Well, they paused the, uh, the, the season for two weeks. Oh okay, yeah. So right now the the U.S. team has, like I said, Brian Gionta is the captain, and then they have four university players, and they said the rest of it is like a motley crew of players, how many of fifteen of which have NHL experience? Wow, that's pretty funny. Yeah.
1: They're like, yeah, I played for a little while, and then I just been playing, you know, other leagues or something.
0: Yeah, a lot of them are playing in Europe. No, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So it'll be very interesting to see how uh, how the U.S. does, but I guess you know Canada is probably doing the same thing, and you now, know Sweden, all the the other big countries that have always been the powerhouses. They must be kind of you know t- having to stick to the same same way of putting their team together. Now, do they do a
1: youth uh, category too? Because I know in soccer they do. Um... World Cup, they have the regular World Cup and they have the under 25 or whatever World Cup. It's like the same same setup, but it's just like the younger players are there. And I was watching TV like two weeks ago and they had they've been having hockey on where they were having championships. It's a junior championships, right?
0: Yeah, it's under 20 and they have an under 18 one, too.
1: Oh, okay. So that's the world championships for under.
0: Yeah, the world juniors. Yep.
1: That's what I was like, because I was like, is this going to be for the Olympics or this is just world championship?
0: Did you see the one day they were playing outdoors? Yeah, that was US pretty wild. Canada? Yeah, it yeah. was like the the Friday after Christmas and they were playing and it was like, it was just snow it was like pelting down. It was like nuking down during the game. It was pretty awesome. Well, I thought it was that NHL does the classic. They do the uh,
1: winter classics. They they do a few. Uh, games. They had one last weekend. Um, yeah, they
0: did it at, uh, on New Year's Day at City Field. In that uh, stadium, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, So I thought it was that, but it was actually that that was the uh, the uh tournament they were still running. I was like, this is pretty cool.
0: Yeah, it was pretty and, neat. In Canada. And funny,
1: but it was funny. I was like, I don't know anybody on the team. I'm like, this has to be like either junior or, you know, it can't be college because they said U.S. versus Canada or whoever was playing. But it was pretty funny.
0: Yeah. So that'll be cool to see that. So, I mean, who knows too? There's a lot more possibility for anything happening since you don't have all the the best people the best players around yeah so another interesting story ice skater Adam Rippen the first openly gay u.s man to qualify for the Olympics cool
1: now I would, I find it hard to believe he's the first one like there hasn't well, been a
0: that's, that's what I was I was talking to andre about that
1: because like some
0: people in the Olympics I'm like so. Johnny Weir was never thought never openly gay.
1: I mean, guys and girls. I mean, there hasn't been one. I mean, I would have thought not. Wow. I'm like that's surprising.
0: Yeah. So I guess he was on the. uh, It was his third attempt to make the Olympic team. He came in fifth in 2010 and eighth in 2014. So he made it. Um, But yeah, I guess it just shows. Like, I mean, you know, I remember you know you kind of watched figure skating. And you're, you know, the, the dudes are always a little, you know, they're different and you're like, all right, that's, this guy's, I, you know, he obviously didn't choose to play hockey. So uh, like Brian Poitano, he was never, he was never openly gay, but I guess now we're at a point in our society where people can be a little more comfortable with themselves and be happy to admit with uh, what they are.
1: Well, I just think it's funny too. Like in my mind, I'm like, you know, nowadays, you don't even think about it. Like, well, what does it matter? You know, but you know, it's a big, it's a big deal because they're the first openly gay person to qualify. And it's like, wow, I didn't think that was in the conversation anymore. Like I thought we were past that. You know what I mean? Like I didn't, it didn't register. I was like, okay. I didn't know that was a a big thing, but I guess it is. And I'm like, wow, it's pretty, it's good that we don't think
0: about it that way anymore. You know, like, what would happen if like, uh, is there a first openly gay, like Russian? You you think Putin would, uh,
1: you know, different cultures have, I mean, there's still a lot of racism in, in soccer, professional soccer. I mean, they still have like, uh, black soccer players getting bananas thrown at them. It's messed up. Like you think about like this country has racism. I mean, there's other countries are very racist too. I mean, and then you talk about, you know, uh, anti-gay is, is very big in, in other countries as you know, a lot of times you don't look outside of our own country, but like, you know, the rest of the world, they got their problems too.
0: Oh yeah. And you know, we're extremely progressive versus a lot of other countries. So I think, you know, it's a good thing. And I'm sure this is kind of going to be the floodgates for a lot of other athletes, which is great, you know, cause it's, you don't want any unnecessary extra stress when you're competing at the highest level. Yeah. And to worry about, you know, covering up who you are or, or hiding from who you are, you know, that can, I'm sure that can affect your performance too. So, well, as a professional athlete, you
1: know, I'm sure for them, it's a tough, it's a, you know, for somebody to come out and say they're openly gay, I guess has been up until now, probably a very tough decision. Cause you know you don't want to be treated differently you also are thinking about managing your career sponsorship um there's a lot of things that go into it financially socially that like now it's it's good that we're at a point where you know it's 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 a you know they feel you know somebody feels safe to do it for their career and for you know coming out and and you know they're they're still brave for doing it but it's it's nice that they you know, can do that. And we're at a point in our culture where we are embracing of it because it's, you know, it used to be like taboo, like just for even if players didn't care or other athletes didn't care or fans didn't care, it was about sponsors, you know, and image and things like that. So it's good to see that we're we're moving past that.
0: Yeah, definitely. All right. Then we got two other stories. You want to grab that next one?
1: Yeah, so Bodie Miller tweeted out, I believe it was this week, uh, he tweeted out about Michaela Schifrin. He said, I think she's maybe the best ski racer I've ever seen, male or female. And I tell you what, she is eating up the competition right now because she is She is
0: like incredible
1: right now. She's on fire.
0: I'm going to play devil's asshole advocate. Do you think Bodie's trying to like hook up with her? Is that why he's saying that?
1: If I was Bodie, I would.
0: She, she is uh, <laughs> a smart not man. Only, too.
1: Not only is she a great skier, she is freaking great, like beautiful
0: girl. Um, uh, yeah. could you so imagine? That, all right, I don't know. Maybe they would I don't, have right. I don't know what either of their personal lives are all about, like, who, if they're you know in in relationships. Imagine if they had a kid. What's yeah. a like super skier
1: kid they would create? I'm just thinking, if we were in Russia back in the '50s, they would take the sperm and and they would put it together in a test tube, and they'd have a Bodie Michaela baby
0: growing somewhere. That's isn't that how the plot of Twins? (laughs) Yeah, that's basically that's the plot of Twins. That's how you make the Arnold.
1: (laughs) We're down to the Arnold from Twins versus the Danny DeVito. Yeah, what would be the Danny DeVito uh, section of that like? somebody that can't even skate like what, what would what would be the outcome of that you'd have this oh. incredible skier versus what like some of that couldn't even ski or skate or oh, snowblades the
0: grand snowblades <laughs> the snowblade national champion snowblade national champ
1: <laughs> yeah but i tell you what they'd have good looking kids and they'd be great on skis or boards or whatever they want to do definitely have to be skis though they're both skiers
0: i think they're doing america a disservice by not making these little super skier kids
1: i think you know what if bodie wants a leg up on this (laughs) i'm gonna say it's on america not for michaela not to return his call
0: (laughs) that's right let her win a couple goals this olympics and the next one and then after that
1: it's the same hey maybe throw lindsey vaughn in there too i don't know it starts getting a little crazy with the with the permutations that can happen
0: I think, I think if, if they really do care about America, they need to do this.
1: Merca. That's right. So, would Bodie Miller like go with both of them, or like how would it work? Is there another yeah, male skier yeah. to you jump in that.
0: there? Plus, there's more gold medals as, in, <laughs> as a US year.
1: Do we bring Tommy Moe back into the pitch? Bring in the Tommy Mo, Tommy Moe. Tommy Moe calling on, call on the right hander from you Jackson go, Goldie. You go Goldie. <laughs> yeah. What are the, what's the what would you say is the best male skier? Cause I tell you, the women are killing it. Like we got you know,
0: a lot. Got, of, you, you, throw, you got to throw Johnny Mosley in it too, then Johnny Mosley. Um, what's up with the O's? You got the Mosley.
1: we throwing Ted Liggety in there. You, you got the Liggety in there too. That's what I'm saying. These guys are all. Okay. So we, what we do is I think we have a highfalutin ski bum mixer <laughs> <laughs> and we put them in the room and just let, 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 let the world happen. Let
0: Jesus take the wheel.
1: Of course, they're probably all married and people are listening to us, hopefully, saying, what the fuck are these guys talking about? Listen,
0: we are <laughs> completely stupid. And like, we, you realize we're married. <laughs> no, but you know what? It's like, I'm, I'm reading this book, Sapiens, now. I know like, okay. a lot of buzz these days. And it talks about how, like, a lot of times in a lot of, like, our former, you know, when we were less of, quote-unquote, evolved, in different societies, people didn't know who the father was. And he's like, you know, the, the, these tribes would all, you know, have sex with multiple partners and you wouldn't know who the father was, but the so tribe, would survive. everybody took care of everyone. Like all the guys took care of the kids and all the women. Cause you don't
1: know if it's yours or not. See, I like that.
0: You didn't want to know,
1: but you just, you would help take care of all the kids. Science you know? is ruined that. Now you take a test on, uh, one of these Maury Steve Wilkos.
0: <laughs> that whole tribe mentality yeah that's it now now nobody's taking care of kids because they're like i don't know, it's not mine and they say fighter pilots too like if you're in a high risk job you know like and say you died in a in a crash you'd want your best friend to be with your wife because you you trust him with her
1: all right so how about top fighter pilots michaela Schifrin, lindsey vaughn throw them all in the mix and there's women fighter pilots too just jump them in there maybe there's Boaty no.
0: Miller with that? No, the no. Fighter pilots stay with the fighter pilots. Skiers stay with the skiers. Oh, you're keeping them? How about like the best welder in the world? No? It's the not... best welder? Yeah,
1: well, you know. You never know. I'm just saying. You never know how the skills translate. How about tightrope walker? They got like...
0: Listen. The Willendez? We're anybody. mixing the willendas in there because they, they got balance. Anybody you know? can use anybody. That's great. But you know what? <laughs> For this particular experiment, we're trying to make a super skier. <laughs> All right. So w- what's your hypothesis? <laughs> <laughs> Oh I'm, well, the conclusion is that I'm retarded, and I'm I'm happy to admit that. But I'm just saying, if we're playing some sort of like, you know, Hitler genetics kind of thing going oh, on right oh, here, well, you, no, we're not going that extreme. Well, yeah, this we are. We're doing exactly what he did. Is it epigenetics? Is that what it's called? The field? I don't know.
1: We got Bodie Miller's up there. Andrew Weibrecht. Oh, why don't we break in? Uh, what's the uh? Moguls, we got to break in mogul people Or Johnny Mosley. Yeah, yeah, we get moguls and downhill. Like, combine those. That's that's kind of crazy.
0: Well, that's why, yeah, if you combine like a Lindsey Vaughn and a Johnny Mosley, then you're getting some sort of like Billy Kidd, you're getting everything.
1: <laughs> Billy Kidd in there.
0: Why not? Why not?
1: The cowboy, yeah, Boney Miller and Ted Ligety
0: are all over this. I don't know. We're not saying it should happen, but if it did happen, it would be great for America. That's all. That's what we're, we're putting out there. Peekaboo Street, Killington. Oh, Peekaboo Street, that's right.
1: Yeah, I remember the chapstick commercial. She looked good in that. Julie Mancuso? I Mancuso, yeah. She's a looker. Yeah, I tell you what, we're going to... Now I'm going to think about this. I'm going to have my whole list of like, you know permutations what we should do is we should have bracket and let the let the oh
0: let the list we bracket it remember (laughs) our bracket from like two years ago the most evil most evil character yes i still have that bracket it was awesome and you know what we did it so we did it two years ago and the uh the white was it the white king what is it the um the white King king yeah um, he won, and we didn't realize how evil he actually became. Like he became more evil. Yeah. So even after we voted him the most evil character, he's the most badass
1: guy now. After last season, and that was before last season. I think, yeah, well before last season,
0: before two seasons ago.
1: Yeah. Because we had a whole discussion around it. We're like, no, no, he's evil. Blah blah blah. And now everybody's like, yeah, he's the baddest mother. He's got a dragon. He got a dragon
0: and giants. Yes.
1: <laughs> God damn. A bad man. He beat yeah. out Darth Vader, and you know what? Rightly so.
0: I'm comfortable with our decision,
1: especially after the after the new ones show Darth Vader. I'm like, he's not the same Darth Vader of Star Wars. <laughs> Empire Strikes Back. Empire
0: hashtag, Strikes Back. Hashtag not my Vader. <laughs> no, that's
1: right, fake Vader.
0: Fake Vader. Loser Vader. <laughs> Loser Vader. <laughs> not my
1: Vader. Uh, all right. Are we throwing Maria Reich in there? <laughs> we throwing. Oh, she. Yeah. Oh, is the
0: German? She's German. <laughs> no, see now we're crossing in countries.
1: countries. How about trying- top Olympic athletes and just make a super
0: well no, imagine if Tiger Woods would have stayed with Lindsey or the other way around? Lindsey would stay with Tiger.
1: I don't know. Would it be a skiing golfer or a good golfer? a Good ski. I don't know. It would have been like a super baby either way. Yeah, I don't know. He's he's not been playing good golf lately, though.
0: Well, I think Tiger kind of yeah, probably peaked a little too soon with his Crazy yeah. father, you know, and his I don't know rituals and
1: Lindsay's gone through operations and everything. She's still coming out on top. She had um, I just saw a picture of her in a new Vogue, uh, thing that's coming out. I don't know if you saw it with like the dress. It was on Instagram. She got the dress like flowing back, almost like she's skiing in like this really crazy, like <laughs> fancy dress. It's a really cool picture. She looks great in it. Um, and it's like it, it's really cool play on like you know what skiing and what she does and and like the high fashion, but like, you know how she looks and stuff is really cool. Nice. Got to look it up. I know you're going to look it up, but it's cool. Like they, I guess they did like a wind thing blowing back and she's like in this really nice dress, just in the position that she would be holding for like skiing and the dress is all flowing back. It's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. So we got a a project. We're going to have to see what happens with that.
0: Yeah. So speaking of <laughs> so Lindsay, <who's> but... <laughs> Super
1: Skiing Baby. Super. That could be the the next podcast. Super Skiing Baby. We're That's gonna
0: ha- the third or fourth season of The Man in the High Castle. <laughs> <laughs> we're
1: gonna have to have a bracket. We may have to have this on recurring, uh just to go through like who's winning the bracket. You know, over a few shows. So uh what we're gonna have to do? Let's go into the think tank, and we'll uh, we'll come up with a bracket. Cause I think we could come up with something pretty good.
0: I think we definitely could. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And you know, you can't just come up with a bracket. You out the bracket with the pictures and then, you know, match them up. We'll do like a random like matchup of like who's seated.
0: I think which... we have to do that. Yeah. I think that would work. And then our next mission will be to get the DNA of those people and to make this happen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Maybe we won't go that, that far, but we'll see. I don't know.
0: Go big or go home, baby.
1: <laughs> you know, with, with how these athletes are tested, their DNA is everywhere. Just saying.
0: Well, yeah, speaking of testing, there's still one more story.
1: Yeah. So, speak, so speaking of testing, Lindsey Vaughn and Michaela Schifrin, uh spoke out against uh, Russian doping recently. And I tell you what, if anybody doesn't know, so the Olympics are coming. Uh, Pyeongchang, 2018. And this last week, uh, they came out and they, uh, they disqualified... The entire Russian team, they said they're all banned from Pyeongchang from competing because of sy- uh, systemic manipulation of the rules. Uh, after a 17-month investigation, um, which was carried out by the former president of Switzerland, which is pretty cool. Like, so you go from being president of a country to like, you know, tracking down like this crap that's going down in, in the Olympics. I like it. So. It's uh, it's pretty wild. So if anybody hasn't seen, uh, on Netflix, they have, uh, it's called Icarus. And Brian and I got turned on to it by our, by our buddy, um, John, who started watching it. And it sounded crazy. I remember when he was explaining it. He's like, oh, it's like, it's this thing about this guy that's biking. And then it gets into Russian doping. We're like, all right, that sounds a little too far-fetched. And both Brian and I, I think, like you were the same opinion. Like, You start
0: watching, it's like two movies in one, right? Yeah, it just all of a sudden morphs. Like, first it starts off, this guy is doing, what's like the the hardest amateur bike race?
1: Yeah, it's like, um, I think they do a few stages of the Tour de France um, after the Tour de France goes, and they're all amateurs. So, I mean, they're pushing themselves like 100, 120 miles at like a professional pace, which is crazy.
0: Yeah, and this guy's like a documentary filmmaker as well, right? Isn't that what yeah. he does for his job? Yep. So he does it, and then he, so he, he's he's kind of filming his whole approach and how he's going to do it. And then the next year he goes back to do it. And he's like, Oh, well this time I want to do it with as much performance enhancing drugs, kind of do the same blueprint as what Lance Armstrong did yeah. when he competed.
1: Cause he wanted to see yeah. like, how much
0: does it really change your performance? Exactly. So then he reached out to like the doctors that Lance Armstrong was using and it was this dude in Russia <laughs> And somehow it just all, it turned into a completely different movie all of a sudden. Well, it was wild because he
1: was like, so he starts trying to dope and he starts talking to people and then they lead him into, you should talk to this guy. And I'm like, why should I talk to that guy? They're like, he's really, he's one of the top, people that can help you and they were very vague in telling him why they
0: led him to them that's right yeah it was it like that one guy from ucla is like i really can't do this anymore like he yeah like, all these like legit guys kind of stepped back and like pointed him to this other guy in russia
1: but they all pointed him to that same guy and like talk to him he knows more about this like they and they were very like they didn't call anybody out they didn't say anything about what he does or, or anything and then he starts talking to this guy and this guy's like Oh, you got to come up with your, what is it? Your doping passport. And you got to come up with, uh, here's your your schedule. So you got your doping passport. He saved like pee for like a month and then flew it, smuggled it into, where the hell was this guy in Russia? In Moscow, yeah. In Moscow, flew it to Moscow with his pee and helped the guy help test it at the lab where they do
0: Olympic testing.
2: <laughs>
0: Which yeah, is, it, it, it got, it got, it, <laughs> it, the way it's, it all of a sudden shifted to this different movie. But then it got like, it became like a then it went further.
1: (laughs) But then it went further. After after this guy, the investigation, then they started going to, hey, what happened last Olympics? (laughs) Yep. So when you start watching this movie, at the end of it, they actually talk about how the Russians, uh, how they actually came up and uncovered this entire system of Russian doping that's been going on since like the 50s or 60s. Um, as a state-sponsored activity. And one of the reasons they had the lab that tested for Olympic, it's like one of like, I think they said five or six labs in the world that's allowed to test and certified to test for uh, doping for the Olympics and for international events. And the Russians owned it. You know, the Russians wanted to set it up because they wanted to be able to dope and get around the system. So that was part of the manipulation is what, kind of what they were leading to and they actually went into like how last Olympics in Sochi, they were like, um, they they were passing sample bottles through like this hole in the wall and they were opening the samples and, and changing them with like good urine. It, like it was this whole crazy, it, it led you talk about leading you down a rabbit hole. This is like one to another until you're in the darkest, deepest level. And you're like, Wow, I got to like, see Can everything.
0: this possibly be true?
1: <laughs> and now, so going circling it all the way back around, um, after the 17 month investigation, yes, it's all true. <laughs> yep. So, uh, I and gotta they, say, they man, too.
0: it's like it's like this, and this, this was like came down from Putin pretty much,
1: yeah. So, one of the things they said in that, uh, I don't know if I read it or they said in that movie is they went out to Putin. They said, look, if the athletes clean up, I think they said like two or three weeks, uh, if they stop doping for two, three weeks with everything, the technology we have, they'll be able to pass all the tests. And his attitude was, no, keep doping because we want to make sure we win as many medals as we can. And then we're just going to, we're going to trick the system by like switching samples. (laughs) So that was their attitude. It's like, wow, you couldn't even like kind of gracefully semi-dope and try to get away with it like it was it was really so uh
0: maxing out yeah
1: it's like and
0: yeah if you do not want to take steroids you go to gulag
1: <laughs> so you know it's sad for the athletes that didn't dope um but it's like a state sponsored it's it was a system that they put in place which is crazy so they actually said after they they actually handed out uh 25 lifetime bans to competitors uh, since the start of November, and they stripped eleven medals. So now it's funny if you look at that uh, link that we have in our in our uh, podcast notes. They actually have the reconfiguration of the medals, and Russia's down at like fifth, and all these other countries are above them. So it's <laughs> kind of crazy. Like they're stripping medals now, and it's just like it's changing all the all the medals. So they're saying uh, Sochi medals, um, and I think they also have. Uh, the other Olympics too. Uh which is
0: the Rio ones?
1: We I'm not sure because the
0: Rio one Rio. they talk that's when they talk about an Icarus where they were like gonna ban the Russian team.
1: Yeah and then they let him at the last minute.
0: And they reinstated him, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh but yeah I love the little the medal table. It's like hey there you go Russian one thir- Russia won thirteen gold medals and then all of a sudden well now Norway after all the bans Norway, Canada, USA, Russia. So went Russia, Norway, Canada, USA. So it's like Russia went all the way to the bottom. So it's kind of like, yeah. Uh, and then the athletes that are getting banned, it's like some of these people were very well known, like top of their, top of their game, uh, but they were, they were cheaters. So they got like lifetime bans, which is pretty messed up as an athlete. Um, and then they said uh, any competitor for this next Olympics that proves that can prove or or whatever has not been proven to be doping uh, from Russia can compete. They will let them compete, but they're going to compete under the Olympic flag, not under their, their country flag, not under Russia.
0: Right. Which is pretty wild. That's crazy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Do that's pretty, pretty well. I think I've only seen that for like countries that are at war or don't have like a official designation. Like there was every once in a while you see that and it's like, a country that just lost its status or is in a war like there's always this weird you know what I mean? But
0: I remember like back in ninety two when like Russia was falling like well the Soviet Union was kind of you know, falling apart or you know, the all the countries were becoming independent. They uh they were under the unified team flag. I remember that. Yeah. The Olympic flag, yeah.
1: That's like professional wrestling. The unified team. <laughs>
0: the unified team, yeah. <laughs> Bruce the Barber, Beefcake, and Rowdy Roddy Piper as the unified team.
1: It sounds like something WW WW. I say I still say WWF World Wildlife Fund. Mm-hmm. Um, that feels, right. feels right. Uh, <laughs> so, at what point is
0: UFC going to be part of the Olympics? Summer Olympics. That's a good point. I mean, they have wrestling. They have you know boxing. They have taekwondo. They have a yeah. They have uh yeah. They have the martial arts. They have. They don't have cool. have Like a like an MMA um like tournament style, yeah.
1: Yeah, because it's an official sport now. It's it's regulated, it's official, like they have rules, it's commissions
0: like... and everything, yeah.
1: Now, team MMA. Now we're talking. I think this is something
0: that we can get Trump to back. <laughs> I was trying to describe that to someone and they're like, this sounds like the dumbest thing ever. I'm like, it's dumb, but it's also awesome.
1: <laughs> and I don't think they have it anymore. Not not publicly televised this is probably
0: happening still Uh-oh. in like some warehouse abandoned warehouse I think it may have been happening in Elizabeth when I picked up my ski box a couple weeks ago <laughs> I thought I heard something in one of the warehouses next door
1: you are little, you were a little early or a little bit late and it's like well,
0: oh we didn't think this guy was going to be here totally you know? totally bad timing on my part sorry guys who are you with you just point to somebody I'm with that guy with that guy yeah <laughs> I'm just here to watch sexy dance
1: sexy dance uh so <laughs> speaking of which, the funniest thing is uh, we, we, were, we were reading the um, the Trump book, the Gorilla Channel <laughs> or the uh, yes, yeah, the Gor- Gorilla TV. So if anybody hasn't seen it, it's pretty funny. It's been proven to be a spoof or just fake whatever, uh, but it's pretty yeah. hilarious. So I'm thinking he could be a sponsor for Team MMA if that's true.
0: <laughs> the Gorilla Channel?
1: The Gorilla Channel. Now on the Gorilla Channel, Team
0: MMA. Team MMA.
1: Cause it was really pretty messed up, I gotta say. Um, then again, you can have it as like, so when Russia, since they're banned, right? They can have the all drug Olympics now where there's no testing. And then you might as well just throw the Team MMA in that. That would work, yeah. Like all drug Team MMA. <laughs> That'd be kind
0: of crazy. All right, so any other Olympic-ish topics we may have missed? No, I think you know. I
1: think we got our our uh, plug out there for Team MMA and uh, crashed ice next Olympics,
0: and our plan for creating America's ski team for <laughs> twenty forty, state-sanctioned
1: super, um, super babies,
0: Athlete. super super athletes. I guess 2042, either 2038 or 2042.
1: Yeah, they can start competing at like 16, right? It's Junior Olympics before then. Maybe, yeah. So we're we, we got 16 years. We got to do it now. For you know, we got to plan ahead.
0: Get ready. Get ready. <laughs> so if you have anything else you want to add, I'm gonna throw right?
1: a meetup out there, a meetup out there just for those people.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. If you want to check out the links to all of these stories that we were just talking about. Uh, we'll have a link on SkiBumPodcast.com. Under the ropes.
1: There we Kick us off. All right, so we're in South Florida. It's the middle of winter, so it's hitting about 40 degrees, which is cold as anything here. Um, so that's the equivalent to, what, 8 degrees up by you,
0: Brian? Oh, geez, it's been, uh, <laughs> it's been under 20 for the last 12 days now. So. Yeah,
1: you would think it's like that here too. Everybody's walking around with like full-on like ski jackets. It's crazy. So your highs are what, 70? Uh, it got up to 60 today.
0: Well, that's it, huh? That's
1: it. It was Jeez. pretty, you know, it's, it's it's just warming up now.
0: People but, wearing goggles and parkas?
1: Yeah, they were full-on hats. I saw people with like tons of winter hats walking around. I saw somebody trying on like full-on gloves at the store the other day. Yeah. I was like, what? They're like ski gloves. I'm like, are you going skiing? Like, you're just walking outside. You don't need those. Anyway, uh, so what happens, um, when it gets that cold, reptiles aren't used to, like, it being that cold. And this being South Florida, when it gets that cold, this really does happen every year. um, Iguanas start falling out of trees. So what happens is... um, My brother used to work for USF, and they had a problem because all the college kids would come. They get iguanas and other reptiles as pets, and then they just let them go at the end of the school year. They're like, "I gotta go home. I don't. I don't. Nobody wants a stupid, you know, reptile. I'm out." And they would just let it go. And the big problem with that was mess up the ecosystem. Would just start eating all these animals that you know, and just screwing up with the whole ecosystem. So they were trying to capture them. So for like a whole year, they're trying to capture them, capture them, capture them. All they had to do was wait till the frost came or like wait till it got really cold. They drop out of the trees and they would just pick them up, like, all right, we captured them all. <laughs> like it was the easiest thing. They just walk around and pick up these iguanas just laying there. So um what happens is they're just laying there and people think they're dead, but they're really not dead. They go into like a hibernating, a hibernating state. So uh there are stories about people picking them up and thinking that they're dead and all of a sudden they get warm and they start coming back to life. Well, um there's a story, I believe it's so this is what happened like this is all over like South Florida like people are like taking pictures of these iguanas like thinking that they're dead. It's like no, they're not dead. Uh but then they're finding out like there was a guy that was like taking these iguanas and he was like putting them in his car and this was like a few years ago. Uh putting him in his car. And he was going to like eat them or whatever. But <laughs> he, he decided like, yeah, it's free iguanas. Like I guess some people eat them as delicacy or whatever. I don't know. It's just uh, So he's loading up his car with all these iguanas and he's got the heat on in the car. All of a sudden the iguanas start waking up because they're thawing out. And they start freaking out in this car. So can you imagine like 20 or 30 iguanas, like big ones, just freaking out in, the, in a car? Like that would be miserable. They ended up eating him. They ended up eating him and he's dead. To I just this think that, like, the, the Florida, Florida legend
0: park I mean, yeah, right. goes into his, uh, his car.
1: Yes. Yes. I mean, so, yeah, uh, 40 degree weather and people are finding these iguanas everywhere. They're just like by the pool, dropping out of trees on the lawn. They're like, I don't know what this is, but you I saw, saw a fro- Florida being Florida. Yeah. I saw a frog the other day. He was like all like turned like black and uh i don't think that was his normal color and i was like i don't know if he's all right but i put him out in the sun and actually he was gone he just ran away i was like man, well, he must have thought out Jeez. so yeah that's that's they say don't touch him just leave him or if you need to move him move him somewhere warm or call animal
0: control or something so yeah I wonder we um, was gonna like cook them like lobsters you just you know when they're still in, like that that frozen shock kind of state Just boil the water and just throw it in there.
1: Ooh, I think they'd run out. I think they'd thaw out and just, like, be out of there. You think so? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how good... Perhaps we have to to experiment. I'm not an iguana connoisseur, and I don't plan to be. Um, I just kind of, you know... Iguanas and snakes, I guess. I guess the thing for them is like a lot of them die, but I imagine like there's a lot of hawks. There's a a giant hawk by my sister's house. The thing landed on her fence and I took some pictures of it and I was like, the thing was the size of a big chicken. I was like, (laughs) this thing was pretty big. I was like, it was almost the size of like a turkey. I mean, the thing was, you know, pretty, pretty sturdy. And I was like, that thing would go around and just start scooping them up, be like, free food, man. Yeah, right. You know, I imagine hawks are just like this is a great time of year, flying <laughs> around, and just eat all these iguanas. The best, <laughs> it's the best. Hey, I ate so good that winter of 2018, <laughs> I'll never
0: forget. <laughs> so speaking of the cold and the snow, you know we got whacked with the bomb cyclone last week. Bomb cyclone on NJ.com in New Jersey here, where I am. There was a a story regarding this app called Snow Hub, which is kind of like they they say it's the Uber of snow clearing. Nice. It seems almost more like a uh, like a seamless, you know, when you order your food online. It seems more like that to me. But um, I like the branding. They have like the truck and everything. Well, it's pretty much yeah, like a contracting service that you can use this app to have people come and do your, your shoveling and your, your snow clearing. And it started out in Connecticut last winter and has expanded to New Jersey, New York, Boston, Philly, Albany, Providence, and Rochester. And it's planning to go nationwide. Nice. So what's cool about it is you, you, know, you have the app on your phone and it uses GPS, shows your location, you can request services, and then you can kind of choose a la carte like what you want to have done. So you can have them like clear my sidewalk clear the back way or do the driveway and there's certain prices that are on there and there's a price and then I guess it's a uh, based on the size of the driveway or the walkway and then how much snow is on there oh cool so for something like a driveway that's up to six inches of snow it'd be like 59 bucks and then it's ten dollars per inch thereafter plus tax hmm So if you had a longer driveway, um, you know, it can get pretty expensive. So in this example, the guy chose to have his driveway done and to have the walk cleared and it ended up being like 116 bucks. Hmm. And, you know, he said like, oh, well, it's more than I pay like the local dudes to do it. And, um, but he said, yeah, he would, uh, you know, he, he did the app, requested the service, got someone that called him you know, pretty quickly after he did it. And, uh, and then it shows you on the, on the map within the app, like the little plow that where it's coming to, uh, you know, how far away it is. Kind of like when Uber and you see the little car going (laughs) towards your location. Cool. So yeah, it's pretty cool. And um, you know, it's, it's just people using technology to make their lives easier. And you know, if you don't want to deal with going out and shoveling your car or you clean your driveway, you use this app and, throw a few bucks and make some contractor happy.
1: Yeah. You know, you want, you want to have a little decadent time, just sitting inside binge watching TV. It's kind of nice to be like, all right, you know, I'll pay a little bit extra
0: money, but I won't have to get out there. Yeah. We had about a foot and a half of snow and it took me two and a half hours to clear my driveway and my two little walks.
1: Oh, that's right. This year you have the, uh, Yeah, you got the full boat this year.
0: My problem was I had nowhere to put the snow, so I had to like carry it over, and I made a giant pile in my backyard that I was going to jump off my roof and ski down, but I decided not to because... Why not? Well, after shoveling, I was really tired, number one. Dude, you got health coverage. What's up with that? (laughs) Yeah, right? And then then also, too, I knew I was going to go skiing this weekend, and if I had injured myself jumping off my roof to (sighs) ski one little tiny little pile that I made... I would have been really pissed at myself. No, so, everybody
1: knows you got to put the pile by the street and then have Andrew drive while you hold on to
0: a rope on the back and then launch you off of the oh, don't think that conversation didn't happen <laughs> one or two times, too. I was like, well, I was gonna yeah, because where our intersection is, I was like, so you drive straight and make the right <laughs> turn, and I'll be on the back like like a tow rope, like a you awesome. know you do the, um like tubing yeah. on like a lake. I'm like, I'll be behind, and then it would just launch me off the jump. Hell yeah! And she she was like, she just gave me a look like you're the dumbest person I've ever. Ah, so. come on!
1: You mm-hmm. see it on YouTube all the time.
0: It always works out great too. It does
1: for the it's for like, the for the take that you see. It's it's fantastic.
0: Yeah, thank you editing. <laughs> so yeah, so Snow Hub. If you're too lazy to, and, but I gotta tell you, so two and a half hours I was out there. Was it worth? I would it
2: actually, be worth it?
0: I enjoyed that more. Than, than like having to mow my lawn or any of that crap. Like I actually like being outside and being out in the cold. Like it was nice. I enjoyed it. I would rather shovel than mow any di- any day of the week. Any day. Oh yeah, definitely. I don't know why. I I don't mind shoveling snow, but I hate doing the lawn. It was nice because it was dark. There wasn't any people around. There was no wasps to attack me. See, Dude, what you was- should it was do
1: a trade with a neighbor. But like, look, I'll shovel your snow all winter. You mow my
0: lawn all win- all summer. Because you know what? You're not getting a foot and a half of snow every, day, every week. I know. It's a good wait, trade-off. But you know what? You're going to get... Your stupid-ass lawn is going to grow every friggin' week.
1: Every week. And that's going to rain. It's going to grow a little extra. Yep. Whew, crazy, man.
0: Yep. Crazy. All right. Next up.
1: Next up, all aboard. We're going on the Golden Eagle Luxury Train. So, Rob Report has uh, some incredible stuff on it and i was floating around there today just looking at like what's the cool trips that they have and the, and the cool things that like the rich and famous are doing right now the baller people if i hit you know i am in newport richie and i did play my lottery ticket my mega millions at the 7-eleven it was just the wrong 7-eleven and i was not the winner the single winner mm-hmm. damn it womp, womp. But that morning was magic. Cause my mom woke me up at like, cause I do live with my mom. See, this is, this is how, how much bumming I am. Um, like my sister called, like my mom's like, my brother called. They're like, did you play lottery at this seven? I'm like, yeah, I played at the seven 11. Like you might've won the lottery. Somebody went like, get the fuck out of here.
0: So I'm did like, you like, you like a second or two where you like, your whole like system was like electrified. You were like,
1: <gasps> yes,
0: I lost my shit for a little bit. I'm like,
1: Oh my god! I gotta, check, I gotta check my tickets. Can you imagine if, if I
0: was you? I was like, wait a minute.
1: Oh yeah, you, you did text you me. Yeah, aren't you? <laughs> you texted me. My buddy Rem texted me. I had uh, Steve and John. Like everybody's check checking. Like, did you win the lottery? <laughs> and some people I didn't even answer. I was just like, I did play at the 7-Eleven in Newport Richie, and I just left it at that. So, uh, yeah. So I checked like at like eight thirty in the morning. I'm like,
2: yeah, shit,
1: I didn't win. <laughs> But uh, there's another. There's a. There's like in Newport Richie. There's a few 7-Elevens and I actually go to the gym right next to the Seven Eleven, but did not play there. I was like, damn it, because there's one right by the house. So could have been you. It was exciting for a little bit. I was like, what? I had like cousins calling, like everybody out of the woodwork. Did you win the lottery? Hey, how's it going? <laughs> I haven't spoken to you in a while.
0: Hey, my '97 uh, Cavalier isn't doing so good. If you could help me out, that's right they're like hey remember me
1: i haven't uh, spoken to you in like 2 years but how you doing <laughs> yeah is that kind of stuff but anyway so um, trying to live through other people uh so they are having uh they're going to launch a once in a lifetime tour of britain uh and it's a 14 day tour it takes 38 guests on a luxury uh 2,200-mile tour of England, Wales, and Scotland via train. Now, I love trains. I love train travel. Uh, I don't know if you've ever done, like, a nice sleeper train or whatever. Like, I did the... um
0: I was on five different fucking trains this morning. Uh, <laughs> See, that's not a fun train. I have a different opinion of trains. Yeah. See, that's not the fun train. No. I'm
1: talking, like, I went to, like, the Grand Canyon on a train, which is, like, nice little luxury car or whatever. Uh, they have the one that goes out to Chicago that rides, uh, for, I think it goes New York or you have to go to DC and then up to New, up to Chicago, but they have like the big panoramic like window thing. And it's supposed to be really nice. That's, that would be kind of cool. Canada has the Canadian, um, railway that does a nice thing. But anyway, I guess they haven't had, um, a lot of trains that have run this route in a long time so they're saying it's the 10th anniversary of their tornado the first steam locomotive um and they're gonna have you know this this whole luxury tour they're saying it's gonna go through you know some really cool places it's gonna stop they're gonna have like whiskey tastings on it like it's gonna be baller as fuck um the whole price for per person $40,000 so <laughs> A mere like forty thousand, I think you should, you should say a mere, a paltry forty thousand dollars. Now, had I won the lottery, Brian, we'd be taking like we'd be renting out the whole train if I could. I'd be like, how many seats do you have left?
0: You know, I just picture this train being like <laughs> held up, like an <laughs> yeah, old-fashioned right. like western movie. You know, like <laughs> if there's ever a train no, you no, want to no, hold up, those no, are the everybody people. You- on It's fucking rich, so why <laughs> wouldn't you like try to like hold up this train? He's a kidnapping people. At that point. <laughs> so this is the kidnap target. Train. McGillicuddy to rob the train again.
1: That's right. You know, they have like howitzers and shit on top of this. They got
0: like crazy, like helicopters riding around like drones, probably like as like security.
1: Yeah. They're going to have some something protecting these people. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they're going to have like whiskey tasting in the Scottish Highlands. Like it's going to be black tie dinners there might even be murder. I don't know. This is like murder on the <laughs> Orient Express. If there's ever, you know, Hercule Poirot, it's
0: going to be on this train. I saw, like, locomotion. I was like, oh, it's like, what's her name? Soul Train? You sang that song? <laughs> oh, Kylie Minogue. Kylie Minogue. Maybe she was going to be on the train. <laughs> right. Performing. Is the Soul Train? A soul train. <laughs> the Don Cornelius.
1: Tra- Don Cornelius. Yeah, we're really dating ourselves now. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, what are you gonna do?
1: Yeah, but I tell you what, it's uh, that looks like a baller ass train
0: 40 grand per person,
1: And you know, it's funny, they put pictures on there. I'm like, are those real pictures? Like, no, those are artist renderings. I'm like, I'm like, that countryside is not gonna look like that.
0: (laughs) What do you think half the money for your 40,000 went to to pay for those artists to draw these paintings? That's right, we're not gonna have anything really nice, we're just gonna. Well, remember, we had that uh story of
1: um, in Germany. They did the art installation where they had the train go by and they had, uh, I forgot what it was, like 20 or 40 days of like... People
0: would be outside performing, like doing some sort of little skit or something for the people driving on the train, yeah.
1: And that wasn't even $40,000. That was awesome. Yeah. So think about that with like McCallum 30. That's what Mm. I'm saying.
0: Yeah, I looked up, I was at the liquor store last week and McCallum 30 is $2,700 a bottle. A mere twenty. So I only got one case. You know, I had to. I'm trying to stay within a budget these days. Well, you know, you want to make sure you pick up the
1: thirty, and then you're going to go to you know some of the other ones that that you generally enjoy.
0: I love it. It's like, am I paying my mortgage for the month, or am I buying one bottle of whiskey? <laughs> that's right. You put it in that sort of perspective.
1: Well, I went to a place the other day, and they had all the uh, the Japanese whiskeys. Oh, what the hell? I've never had them.
0: Santori. Is it the Centauri? Alpha Centauri. Alpha Centauri? Alpha Centauri. <laughs> we had it, I think, the one time we went that Morristown uh, whiskey tasting, they had it there. Yes. Um. Something,
1: Akishu. Uh, Yamakishu. Yamazaki. Yamazaki? Yamazaki. And then Hibiki. Yeah, there's a few of them that they had. They had a whole section. I was like, what? I'm in Florida. They got this whole section of Japanese good whiskey? What? Yeah, that's going to be my next uh, forte. I'm going to have to start trying some of the Japanese whiskeys. There you go. I don't think they have them on this train, though. For $40,000, I should have whatever whiskey I
0: want. Just saying. Well, if you were on the train in Japan, I'm sure they'd have these these uh, Japanese whiskeys there. Yeah. I have a Japanese whiskey tour. Yamazaki. Centauri Yamazaki, yeah. The Yamazaki, yeah.
1: Centauri Yamazaki, nice. I wonder if you have that. Like, does it make your kung fu better? Does it clear your chi? Like, what happens with that? It's got to be I'm something magical.
0: Question, not even, in it. Question. I'm not even <laughs> answering it.
1: <laughs> they had a story on that, uh, not too long ago on TV, and I was like, what? And they were showing how, like, I guess, um, I think it was Yamazaki, he married a woman from ireland and they came to japan and he was like i guess he made sake and he when he went over to america uh to uh which we call it to ireland he started learning how like one of the reasons he went over was to learn how to make like whiskey because they heard it's about like it ho, but for but yeah. <laughs> and he <laughs> fell in love with the girl and they went back and supposedly it's like a big thing in Japan, I think it's Yamazaki. I look it up, but they actually have soap operas about, like, the the incredible love that they say they had for each other and stuff. It's pretty cool. Like, they have like a whole, like, story behind, like, these two people that fell in love, and she was Irish, and he was Japanese, and they start this like, great whiskey in Japan, and they have like, they supposedly have one of the, I think they said it's a, one of the longest running soap operas Based on these two characters, like it's pretty yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah,
2: huh.
1: look it up. Yeah, it was, a, it was a weird thing, and I was like, I don't know why I'm watching this, but I want to know about the Japanese whiskey.
0: <laughs> so, next story. It's been super cold, you know, in the uh, the New York City metro area, but a tad in Apparently, those Canadians. Canadians are obsessed with cold shaming because that's all we have (laughs) now. Cold shaming, what do you mean by cold shaming? Can we shame them now? I mean, can you shame a Canadian right now? No, because it's always going to be colder because it's further north. So they said it's like the weather version of a dick measuring contest, and the Americans (laughs) are an easy target. Oh, that's all they got. It's like you think this is cold, try living in Ottawa, it's minus 40. (laughs) Winnipeg is literally colder than Mars right now so yeah so there's a lot of uh, a lot of Canadians poking fun at Americans for thinking that you know oh wow it's minus 4 degrees it's like minus 4 degrees is like the high in November yeah because they're showing like New Year's Eve in New York City was like ridiculously cold they said uh, it was minus 12 degrees Celsius in New York Damn, how many people you know, died like, at that thing? The That's second crazy. coldest ball drop ever. Um, Balls are <laughs> not dropping, let's put it that way. There you go. Balls are hot. not even a temperature most Canadians would think is worthy of screenshotting and posting on Twitter. Nah. <laughs> Up here, we're familiar with terms like polar vortex. And there Damn. are 20-year-old anniversary stories about ice storms that left people without power for weeks. Damn. You can understand why watching Anderson Cooper lay out his heated... Balaclava before going live from Times Square and reading headlines like deadly, bone chilling, cold grips wide swath of United States feels a tad dramatic. Oh, I like that balaclava, the, the zip
1: up one. It's fucking baller. Looks like Ant Man or something like that. <laughs> right? Looks like, it does. That you was know, red. That would be Ant Man. It does
0: look like Ant Man. That is <laughs> <be> awesome.
1: <laughs> That's got to be warm as anything, though. Yeah, right. And you wear one of those people like, I don't know, I'm staying out of your way. <laughs> then again, you're not getting past any goddamn security
0: check with that outfit. <laughs> not a single goddamn one. Every camera's pointed at you.
1: So like, all right, we're, we're strip searching this, dude.
0: <laughs> yeah. It looks kind of like one of those rock helmets. You know, like this the skiing and boarding helmet. Yeah. Where it has like the multiple pieces, like the mouthpiece and the goggle piece and like the helmet piece. Yeah. It's kind of like a, like a puffy version of that.
1: If there was a tube coming out of it, it would be like something from Mad Max.
0: Or you look like one of the um, the uh, like X-wing pilots in Star Wars. Yeah, it does look not a little X-wing, X-wing. Tie fighter pilots. Sorry. Ooh, oof. tie fighter. Tie fighter pilots.
1: Yeah, it does look a little bit like that. Hey, what did Boba Fett look like? No, it's not Boba Fett looking. It's the uh, the it's other not dude. Not at all. The other guy in the cantina. You know what I'm talking about.
0: Snass noodles? Snass so that, that guy. Was
1: in, yeah. That was in the band. Oh, the band. Yeah, it looks a little bit like that. The blue oh, one? Cool. Uh, no, no. The guy with the little circle thing coming out. Greedo?
0: I, I don't know. Yeah, it looks a little bit like Greedo, who Han Solo shot. Yes, yes, yes. That guy. Yeah. Greedo shot first. Hashtag. <laughs> Greedo shot first. <laughs> Sorry. That was me. I like
1: that bomb cyclone uh, gear, though. That's like a bomb cyclone diffusing outfit right there. <laughs> diffusing the bomb cyclone.
0: Anyway, nice. You want to finish this off for the week? All right. Yeah, I do
1: want to finish this off because I tell you what, this this, this is ridiculous and it pisses me off, too. So, uh, <laughs> but it also makes you laugh. also makes you laugh. So BBC News is reporting that Indians are dying because of wild elephant selfies. So what's happening is the government is uh, actually warning people not to continue to take selfies with wild elephants that are in eastern Indian uh, state of Orissa, uh, which has led to a bunch of attacks. So what happens is the the part that pisses me off is so these wild elephants come in and they try to scare them off, which I understand they're they're in it's a freaking elephant. It's like the size of like you know an elephant. Bus, an elephant. And, uh, you know, they, they try to get him out, but then they start teasing him and fucking with them. And these are wild animals. They're not just like circus animals. They're not just, you know, happy to be pissed off, or whatever. They're like wild animals. And, you know, rightly so. You're in their territory. They're not in yours. You know what I'm saying? Um, so everybody starts trying to take selfies and they turn around to take a selfie and the elephants stomp on them. So they're actually having all these people like they're saying, uh, 60 people have died due to elephant attacks in Orissa. So I guess they're saying the overall number could escalate because of a craze for pictures with the animals. So not only are you sitting there next to this giant elephant, but you just, that's that's wild that you're pissing off and throwing things at and teasing or whatever, but you want to sit and take a selfie. So, uh rightly so i'm kind of glad that they're getting uh squished out
0: you know usually you're not happy when people are dying but when you're being this stupid if you're being that much of a dick thank you you for putting your seed back into the uh (laughs) universe exactly i mean hey it's 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 the golden
1: rule of life you know you you want to be treated nicely you got to treat other people nicely you got to treat animals nicely too so
0: especially elephants because they're some of the coolest animals and they're big as fuck like they're gonna
1: squish you so bottom line is they want to stampede through town they're gonna to ruin a lot of shit yep so that would probably be one of the scariest things if i ever did like a uh a safari, safari.
0: Yeah. i'd be
1: afraid of like a have you ever seen on tv like an elephant stampede is scary as fuck
0: yeah i know like uh my father-in-law's been on a safari in africa <sighs> and he was saying there was like an elephant and like it's cub that were like coming towards their their land rover People were just freaking the fuck out. Well, it's
1: funny when you start looking at the people that are running the tour that are freaking out. You're
0: like, "Holy shit, this is bad." Well, he was saying like the first thing he thought about because he was with like the coworker. He's like, "I'm definitely faster than my coworker. (laughs) Someone's got to go. It's gonna be him, not me." Yeah, but those elephants,
1: like I, I don't know, I've seen on TV like a stampede they just don't stop. They just keep running. So it doesn't matter. There's just bowl over and they go pretty fast. And it's just like everything in its wake is just trees. Everything just bowled over. It's crazy.
0: Oh, yeah. oh, it looks like a
1: bulldozer came through. Yeah. You want to clear some area. You do that. You want to clear a concert, bring a few elephants. Yeah. Right. A few wild elephants. Got a Yanni con- concert in uh new Delhi. You're breaking out some elephants and everybody's running. <laughs> just saying. So, yeah. So, then they also talk about uh, other uh, selfie selfie taken idiots that are just like killed by wildlife. And uh, so 2015, they said officials at Yellowstone Park uh, issued a warning after five incidents of selfie takers were gored by bison. Uh, we actually have our buddy Harry, who's a really good snowboarder. When we were Harry out, old buddy, old pal. Harry, old buddy, old pal. So we're out in Jackson Hole and he takes the a uh, snowmobile tour into Yellowstone. Nice ride. They went out like four hours on these on these um, uh, snowmobiles and then, you know, rode back. But while he's out there, they stopped and they were eating lunch and they were by this whole herd of buffalo uh, and, you know, just hanging out. They said they're pretty docile. They leave you alone. They don't want to be bothered. They just, they don't, they're not, they don't have an interest in you as long as you don't mess with them. And uh, our buddy Harry has a selfie stick. And he's got the video and he's walking around and it looks like he's walking through, I don't know, like they have the bison where on the other side of like this, this almost just like makeshift, just little area uh, of just like a few things like standing up and he kind of walks through it. And all of a sudden he like turns around and he gets us like this scared look on his face and he starts walking back and you see behind him that there is this, I guess, female buffalo that was like kind of starting to track him like and he was like <laughs> that thing was coming after me man and i tell you what as you when you see the video like oh shit yeah he's good he, he's the only reason he's alive is because he got out of there at that time because yeah
0: it was a little creepy watching the video
1: I, <laughs> I was like wow like you know because people tell you a story like yeah yeah whatever he's he's exaggerate whatever. and you see the video you're like oh yeah you were gonna get trampled." <laughs> yeah pretty much that was awesome and they said uh, in 2016, a, a man in a wildlife park in China was drowned by a walrus after taking selfies with the animal. Unfortunately, the zookeeper jumped in to try to save him, also died. Oh so, my God! Have you ever seen a walrus? I mean, when I was out in um, San Francisco, they have. Uh, you've been in San Francisco, right?
0: Yeah. Oh, uh, they have those Your those floating like hanging out there.
1: Yeah, they're gigantic though. Like well, walrus, those, a... are those walruses or sea lions? Well, there's seals, um, seals and sea lions. So they have a bunch of seal. Uh sea lions, they usually don't hang out together. I think they sometimes commingle. And every once in a while, like you'll see a walrus. Walrus are fucking huge.
0: Yeah, they're pretty big.
1: You ever see one at the zoo? They're they're enormous. Yeah. They're just big and fat and enormous, and they don't care. they just nope. Don't care. They got big gouges in them. Like it's they they just don't care. They're badass. (laughs) So yeah. So anyway, if you're in India and you're in South India in the state of Orissa, don't take selfies with elephants because you may die. Leave the
0: wildlife alone. You know, let them do their thing.
1: Yeah, it's not even like they're leaving them alone. They're trying to fuck with these animals. And you know what? I'm glad they're trampling people. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a big like, you know. People, animals human. over people yeah
0: but, but when in this case stuff like this i'm definitely pro animal go yeah. take them out we don't want them anyway
1: see i'm pro life so i'm kind of like you know what you're fucking with them you deserved it Yep. Yeah. kind of take ownership for your actions and die like a man that's what i'm saying <laughs>
0: <laughs> die like a man taking a selfie with
1: an elephant that's right you're taking a selfie you're not dying like a man as it is it's gonna be Just in your saying. tombstone he yeah. died doing what he loved, taking head, pictures of himself. Head on a swivel, baby. Head on a swivel. You're on a wild beast. Head on a swivel at all times. That's right. Yeah, you know, like if you're in a tiger, you're in a tiger cage with a tiger. Are you going to stop and turn your back to the thing and take a selfie? You deserve to die. Just saying. Yep. Never turn your back on a wild animal. Agreed. All unless, right. you, unless you have one of these hoods for the. Yes. Snowheads.
0: All right. So I guess that wraps up the old podcast for the week. If you want to reach out to us, we'd really appreciate it. Check us out at skibumpodcast.com. Send us an email, ski bump podcast at gmail.com. We're on the socials, twitter.com, slash skibumpodcast, facebook.com, slash skibumpodcast, instagram.com, slash skibumpodcast. We are on soundcloud.com, slash... Highfalutin dash ski bum or on Pinterest as the highfalutin. If you could rate us and subscribe to the podcast, that would be wonderful and really help us out. And we will see you guys next week. Stay
1: high, stay flutin'. See ya.